This week on the program, put on your leather jacket and get your ear pierced on the boardwalk because we're chatting about the Lost Boys. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Greased saxophonist Chris Cabin. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, Fuck play yeah. me a solo. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. The summer blockbuster extravaganza ends. Is this the last week? This, this? is it. This, this is, is it. Ends. <laughs> and season 12 comes to a close. Yes. Unreal. Unreal. Thou shall fall. Thou yeah. season <laughs> shall fall. Yeah. Cry, little sister. Ooh. That song fucking rules. This hell yeah. knows it. I think uh, this whole soundtrack is full of bangers. Personally. That, that, you see, I, I'm more of a I still believe type. I, I just Ooh. can't. That, that, I, I take that over thou shalt, little sister. <laughs> I don't know Come what it means. to your brother. I have no idea what any of it means, but it sounds great. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, yep. it's totally meaningless. <laughs> but this, this is, we should say, by the way, I mean, we're so excited to talk about it, but we're talking about the Lost Boys from 1987, directed by the great Joel Schumacher. Got to get that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Steve's best, best movie going bud, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> He's really nice to me at the movie theater when Spotlight played instead of uh, the James Bond movie. So that, that happened. Wow. See, and he called look, me a perfect gentleman. Wow. Yeah. See, look how nice directors used to be. They're not like these Russo brothers going off on Twitter about how movie theaters shouldn't exist. Yeah. Dude, that guy, what a fucking idiot. Are you, know you what, Joe, kidding you know me? What, you know what, Joe Russo? I wouldn't have met Joel Schumacher if I just was. He's not coming to my house, dude. He's going to the fucking Regal 14 uh, on Union Square, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great if Joel Schumacher showed up to my house. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude. Oh, hey, Steve. I brought over Batman Forever. You want to pop it in? Do a no live commentary for you. <laughs> live commentary track. I never liked... I, Here's my, my history with this guy. Uh, also, the, I don't know. We'll go around the horn. I don't think this is an H for us. It's kind of right in the middle. Like, right. Yeah. On the, I feel like it's for me. It's like pretty much an L. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Point. Pretty yeah. close to an L for me. I, 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 I watched a little late in my teens and I was like, ew, cheesy 80s. Kind of wrote it off. Yeah. Kind of then was like when I got into like more stuff like that. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool, but it's still cheesy fun. Yesterday, I didn't expect to. I just had my notes and I watched it in the afternoon. I was like, let's just do a, a good, solid, sober watch. I really had a fucking ball with it. I really, I, I, the most yeah. I've ever liked it was yesterday, I think. Oh, interesting. Nice. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Well, I think I was just right. You were sober? The, is that what finally? You, sure. First <laughs> time the clouds have dispersed. I honestly in front of you. think it was the, the fucking tone deafness and stiltedness of that Thor uh love and thunder is still sticking with me and this oh sure <laughs> my man my man joel is moving that fucking camera in this movie and yep. like all of that stuff really mm -hmm. hits it's and really it's fucking cool super creative shots i love people being taken into the sky from the point of view of the camera like yep and, and then also like showing the clouds and some mist work in this movie oh, a lot oh, of oh yeah oh my yeah. god it is 
It's great. It's a vision, more of a vision than any, you know, like you said, the Marvel movies, they're kind of just stilted at this point and uh, they're making everything look better. Well, I mean, technically, I don't think you can argue with this. Like everything about the work of it, the look of it is kind of unimpeachable to me, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem I have with it is that I don't really, I I think it's kind of a mess script wise. Like halfway through it, I think it just falls apart a little bit. They're just like, I I don't know. We have to get them to kill these guys, right? (laughs) Like at some point, these fucking things got to be killed, right? So we just got to fucking move the dial till we get to that. Here's my thought on that. I think it's two movies and I like one and I hate the other. I like sexy Jason Patrick Correct. Vampire movie versus sexy Kiefer Sutherland, and we're all just sexy guys on the boardwalk right. being yes. creepy. All the kitty shit you can keep. You can just fucking keep the it. Frog, what the brothers? Frog Brothers? Absolutely, the Frog part? Brothers. Yeah, I frog do, Brothers, I, fuck them. I, I, thank you, Chris. Wow. Yes. Honestly, Look at these two em. guys. Look at these two guys hating fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Russo's on the podcast today. And Joe Russo. That's right. And we're doing spoilers. Or whatever Kevin Smith says, um, because we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the film. I, I feel like I'm almost in the Andrew camp here. Like I don't mind like the the kitty shit and stuff. And honestly, I always kind of feel like Corey Feldman is a welcome addition to to, to anything yeah. in the eighties. See, that's oh, yeah. interesting. I I despise Feldman, and I think that's really? what I, always been my problem. I with was this always movie. more Feldman than Haim. Mm. I I can't really take either of them uh, when it's just them. Like. If it was just the Frog Brothers movie, maybe I would like it if I saw it in long form. But like, just smash up against the fucking rocks of a movie I actually am enjoying and want to see. I'm just like, stop it. I don't fucking give a shit with you and your fucking comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Holy fucking shit. Well, you know, it's it's compare this to something like The Goonies. This is definitely better in my opinion well um, it would almost have to be if you're but that movie's also tr- trying to do a little of the the dark energy yep. to it but yes um i i agree that the the jason patrick and and uh, keith sutherland stuff obviously blows everything else out of the water but i don't mind having you know the relationships with his family be part of it it well, works it, for me also because like it um you know they're like using potty mouth and whatnot like they're sure. not it's not like a um, like Monster Squad type thing. It's way more like adult, mm-hmm. and I do, I don't know. I mean, like I, I was always Feldman over Haim. Also, although I think Corey <laughs> Haim is good in this movie. Yes, um, I think he's really sort of captivating and it really kind of pulls it all together. I mean, he sort of anchors both of these you know stories that we're talking about here. He's like the middle connector he's- piece, I guess. You know. He might be the main character. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing, I mean, again, like, I think if I had seen it by itself, but the fact of the matter is uh, there's supposed to be this big connection between Sutherland and Patrick at the end of this movie, and I don't feel it because yeah. I've been given barely any scenes with them together. Like, I really haven't. Like, everybody act like they look at each other an awful lot. I will say <laughs> that. There's well, a lot don't... of... A lot of like spooky lookings, but they talk to each other maybe twice. You got to understand that Keith or Sutherland's David character is collecting hunks. I see. Okay, <laughs> yes. hunk collector. Yeah. I, I would have liked it. Hunk collector would have been a great movie. I he's a hunk that. collector. 
<laughs> there is no reason to turn Jason Patrick into a vampire unless you are collecting hunks. Wasn't Joel Schumacher a hunk collector? Does <laughs> he claim to have like he had sex with like twenty thousand oh, yeah. men or something? Yeah, he's like the he's like the gay Will Chamberlain, which is fantastic. Totally. It's, awesome. it's, a, it's a fantastic <laughs> title to have. Um, the I think the I was reading up on this. Apparently, why Richard Don- the Great. Great late another oh, yeah. late great fucking losing everybody these in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, late great Dick Donner is the uh, producer of this because it was supposed to be a Goonies esque movie, right? Where all the vampires are going to be younger. It was like the, uh, everyone was going to be like kind of ham age, and the Frog Brothers were going to be even younger than that, and like that was going to be the gag. And then uh, he moved on to do the Little Weapon, but still like the story. And, and Schumacher was like, Nah, man, I'm making a sex. We got to age these kids up. We got to get to fucking. And I'm like, you know what, Joel. <laughs> You know what's up. Absolutely. Because, I mean, imagine that, guys. Just imagine that little kid vampire movie. Like, little fucking 14-year-old vampires. Absolutely not. This would be so fucking insufferable and, like, not cool at all. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, for better or worse, this is a cool movie, I think. Like, these dudes are fucking cool. Like, Kiefer Sutherland is fucking cool. Alex Winter, fucking cool looking in this movie. Like, motorcycle gang but they're vampires absolutely and that's i think that's why i it, it struck me the other just yesterday i was like yeah i'm watching a cool movie and i feel like it's been a little <laughs> while since i've just like put on cool movie i'm like yeah right. cool movie <laughs> right cool movie i like, Did, cool, I like cool movies did Donner do that uh, all kids Bugsy Malone movie? Pardon me? What the fuck are you or, talking about? No, I'm sorry. That's Alan Parker. There, there's okay. like an all kid, like Jody Fox. It's Bugsy Malone, but it's all kids. Wait, oh, what does wait. that even mean? Like, what, what, what else would it mean, Eric? So it's like if, a gangster that's yes. like five feet tall and yes. they're basing it on a historical gangster? Yes. Scott Bayo as a kid, played Bugsy Malone. Oh, ew. For Alan that's... Parker. It's Jody Foster is his girl. That's oh. really dumb. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, like, that's what I assume he Donner must have been going for is something where like Dracula, where like Renfield is seven years old <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Like I, that, I, that's all I can conceive of when you say something like that, because yeah. that sounds like the worst movie I've ever watched. <laughs> you know, I just pulled up the uh, Bugsy Malone 1976 and my God, you, you are correct. What a watch <laughs> it. This is, I mean, honestly, we might want to investigate this Jodie Foster, Scott Bale as children. An- <laughs> Do another, another- and they're dressed up in like little suits and got Tommy guns. Like, what the no, fuck? No, what yep. the yes. fuck? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. By, by the recently departed Alan Parker. Yes, who who was hit and miss, but I really like good plenty director, of his movies. Yeah, good director. God um, damn, that sounds stupid. I got to tell you something. This Kiefer Sutherland mullet is an all-timer. It is oh, a, dude. It's, it's one of the best. It's, it is. Uh, it's the rare, like greasy mullet when you get a real like it's almost like moose mullet actually now that i'm thinking about it it's like the 80s especially the moose was all over the place i mean this thing is dripping wet this mullet well Mm. that's this is what everybody was trying to get to with the fashion mullet i feel like this was right like the certain dirtiness of him in general like all of that was trying to be fused but everybody looked like james franco's character from spring breakers so it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah. You have to look a little beat depleted. You have to look like Kiefer Sutherland for it to work, I think. Mm, yeah. 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 No, you want to lean more Kiefer Sutherland than SoundCloud rapper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good, good note. Don't want to look uh, like Riff Raff. Yeah. You got a nice <laughs> mullet by the sea is what you want. <laughs> 
Oh man, the mullet by the sea. What's that's a fucking like Larry the Cable Guy romance story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or he's like bear, or like his friend like burns his his kids to death or whatever happens. <laughs> Mansion. Hey, cool. My kids are cooking up. <laughs> Give me that gun. Give me that gun, cop. Give me that gun. All I did was go out for some Jimmy Dean sausages down at the convenience market, come back, the house is on fire, the kid's dead. Oh, no, I'm sorry your dad's in the freezer like the chicken, but the chicken's pretty dang good. I, I, I don't know, Michelle Williams. I just got no heart. My heart is gone. You don't understand. I got chicken in my heart now, and that's it. Oh, he's definitely got chicken in his heart, dude. Uh, one of the things, I think another thing that really attracts me to this movie and I was really feeling it, uh, yesterday when I was watching it, cause I did the whole closing the curtains, sure. getting this thing as dark as possible. Just the atmosphere yep. in this movie fucking rules and Schumacher sets it from the start with just the aerial footage of this boardwalk, man. Yep. It is just everything you want it to be. And it it's is. a real shot, you know what I mean? It's like an actual, yeah. one. I mean, like you feel the boardwalk, like it's, it's, a, it is, I mean, it's a lame thing to say, but it is a character in the movie too. Like this town, oh, big time. this boardwalk, you feel all that shit, especially like when they come into town, you get to really see everybody to the, I think not great cover of People Are Strange by Echo and the Body Men, but you know, you fuck it. I mean, here's the thing. One, and I know this is a, a hot button thing for folks and fine, and I've said it before. The music of the doors is not a thing for my ears ever. It's never been. I fucking can't stand it. But my God, this piss water cover just to make a song well, even worse. Well, you know, I can't I can't let this podcast constantly defend Blink-182 and then shit Thank on you. Echo on the Bunnymen. I mean, Echo and the Bunnymen is good. Is this song for you? Maybe not. I actually think it's fine. I, personally, I, I actually I like, don't I like, like the no, doors either. I just feel like they're innocuous. Like I don't have really an opinion on them. Uh, I, think, I, think. I, I kind of agree with you, Eric. I like Echo and the Bunny Men quite a bit. I don't like, and I like the doors, and especially, but this is just a hard song to cover, I think, is the music. Well, I mean, it, it's also stupid that the fucking Echo and the Bunny Men, you have them do it, and then at the end, you're like, oh, here's the actual version of it. Yes. In case you, like, because, like, that actually makes the doors sound better because the <laughs> Echo and Bunny Men version's fucking terrible. And for the record, I don't have anything against Echo and the Bunnymen. I just think this is a bad cover. It is a bad cover. Yeah. It's a of a song I also happen to very much dislike. But <laughs> it's it's not a good cover. Uh, yeah, so we get, we see the boardwalk. Uh, we get this little, uh, fair, so I mean, here's the thing that you never, you don't know a ton about this vampire gang. How have they been vampires for like a year Ten, a hundred. You don't really know that stuff. I kind of like that mystery. Me too. When Twilight spells it out, it's like, yeah, and Jasper tried to kill Lincoln that one time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I. My thing is though, like, would you? How long would you be a boardwalk vampire? Is my Ooh, question. At least a century, probably. Uh, you yeah. do. You do a hundred <laughs> years on the boardwalk. <laughs> what else am I gonna fucking do? I, I don't know. You see Paris? Do, you know what, something you know, like what, that? I, I'll get there, or I, I'll maybe I already been there. You know. It's true. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're a fucking California vampire, dude, it's probably a real pain in the ass to take a trip to Paris. I'm just going to put that out <laughs> that's there. A good that's point. true. What with the whole sun and whatnot yeah, and sure, you're having sure. to travel by dirt box or whatever. Actually, that's a great point. Like, I, I feel like I would actually leave California. Maybe I'd be a New Jersey boardwalk vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Too I mean, much it's sun be, out west. It's going to be expensive. to. Then you could feed on Chris Christie and fucking... Yum, right. yum, dude. See, that's Delish. why I could live there for a century with just that one big meal. Talk about chicken hearts. 
I'll be like a camel with a blood, like a big blood <laughs> pump in my back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would probably give the boardwalk, let's say five summers. Okay. Five summers. And then if I was going nuts, I'd, I'd, I'd move on. Yeah, or you would stay. We just walk into sunlight, or are you just trying to find like a, a very <laughs> no, I'd, a, I'd a sealed coffin. No, I'd hustle on down the coast. You know, see okay. what else was going on. Just get away from the fried Oreo smell. You know, exactly. Sure, Check out sense. L.A. for a bit. You know, exactly. I mean, because like the other thing that you have to imagine is, you know, anytime you spend any amount of time at these boardwalks or whatever, like the repetitive music around all these rides, yeah, like you go fucking baddie and tell these oh hello <laughs> oh yeah i like that Look tell out. these kids about the viper room they'll be in la in fucking two two seconds two <laughs> oh, shakes jesus <laughs> ah god this blood tastes terrible what have, <laughs> been, what have they been doing <laughs> well, oh they're oh the arm oh oh i see i understand oh shit man <laughs> this blood is making my mouth numb what the fuck <laughs> well what happened? These people got problems. <laughs> oh, fun no. blood. We could do oh, fun blood. Could sell like you know drug laced blood. Oh no! Now I'm talking like Johnny Depp. Oh no! Someone stop me! Oh God! I fed on one of the Hollywood vampires, and now I can't resist the urge to be a huge piece of shit. Oh right, he's in that weird band, right? Yeah, oh, Alice right, Cooper and oh, uh, yeah. Joe Perry. That's sad. But so these, <laughs> <laughs> these vampires are like just like grabbing ladies on the boardwalk, which is, you know. Uh, oh, but, but, but uh, no, it's uh, I would say they are not. They're pretty non-discriminatory. Like, it, oh, it, yeah, well, sure. It, I mean, they stop with they start with Fatty Kopowitz, uh <laughs> who stops them on the carousel while they're trying to get the lady. Yeah. Like, th th first of all, but rather than finish that thought, they go after Fatty Kopowitz, who yes. seems like a total <laughs> normal character and just to like, get. Yeah. But it's a good opening because you get to watch him walk out to the car slowly. Yep. It is good. But he's not even a cop. He's just a schlubby security, security guard. guard. Okay. Yeah. In, in a long tradition of Joel Schumacher schlubby security guards, uh, Batman Forever. It's boiling oh, acid. <laughs> My hearing aid. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going missing. <laughs> I there is nothing less dignified than running and holding on to your hat to keep it on your head with this guy is doing. Yeah, that's absolutely. not a good way to go. Oh. And you know the unfortunate thing is like this poor motherfucker. He's just this rent a cop guy, right? He's being chased by the undead, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But he knows if he runs too fast and loses that hat. It's coming out of his paycheck. That's what's <laughs> yep. so fucked oh. up about this country. Oh. You can't even run from a vampire without being worried about getting docked pay. <laughs> oh, for sure. And Alex Winter and Kiefer Sutherland, all the guys must have like forearms of steel because they picked this guy right up. <laughs> this is like a fucking strength, dude. Just a bottle of water. He might as well be. I do. I kind of I, I like the feeding scene, the one feeding scene you get. But I do. I do love this weird swoop in thing we do a couple of yep. times. Yeah. It's a really cool effect. It's like it's evil so dead awesome. ass. It is, yep. it is, you're, that's a really good point. It's evil dead ass. Like you just have that that motion to it. And also like it's a great uh, you know, just kind of like a trick. It's like a budgetary yeah. trick, you know, like we can't show them flying around constantly, which by the way, is totally fucking fine. Yeah. You know, so like this like adds to all of that scariness like you know you know it's a movie of course about 
vampires, but it's scarier that you don't see it. You exactly. use your imagination. Even, even when they like show up outside the house and other locations where it's just mist and you just hear the motorcycles and the lights yes, instead yes. of even instead of seeing them pull up. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. These are like the, the supernatural feel of these vampires is, uh, you know, way amped up versus like a twilight thing where they're yes. not supernatural feeling really at all. Well, Cause they're supposed to be like people, you know, whatever they're yeah, glimmering those, or whatever the fuck we're talking yeah. about. They're historical figures. Excuse me. <laughs> right, one of, one of them tried the to assassinate Lincoln or something. Yeah, they've been here since the founding of the country. I mean, the, I mean the funny to me, the difference here is like, this movie does try to like it, it, it's funny like it, it wants to have funny moments yep. and like I, I I don't know what's funnier than watching this guy like hump his car before he gets picked <laughs> up like they really are like I, I made fun of the fatty copwits because they are really that he's fat and like yes. can't oh, yes. like open the door and it's well it's against it it's really like a bummer for this guy that the first time he ever tried to open a car door was that night. Yeah. That's <laughs> a problem. Yeah. I, so, mean, well, <laughs> I went my whole life without opening a car door, but now there's vampires after me and I have to do it real quick. <laughs> I've just been using it for the trunk. Well, that's because, why like the door, the door is locked and he tries it like eight times and I'm like, hey man, the key. <laughs> That's one of the things, like, I, I don't want with these, like, fuck, I mean, for a million reasons, these Teslas or whatever, without without an actual door handle. Like, no, I need a oh, fucking, I need yep. a purchase on that thing if I'm being chased by a vampire. I agree. I, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't understand the uh, the idea of making things futuristic to a detriment. It's like, <laughs> yep. give me a fucking handle. Ah, uh, yes, the, the computer will turn off as soon as a vampire attack is, is, is noticed and you you will be liable. You understand? You'll be liable, you pedophile. <laughs> yeah, it automatically turns off because his vampiric uh, pedophile father might be around. <laughs> oh, yes, my cars are very, do very well in the vampire community because they are coffins. All these vampires are sleeping in Teslas as they are coffins. It's just so funny that he was calling people pedophiles while his father was fucking his own children or whatever that yep. was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I yeah. think they should all he go He pulled to a Woody Allen. Ooh, it's my step order. <laughs> he wants to go to fucking Mars to make, you know, like the Mars, Texas, cha Mars Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Yeah, you was always best with the futuristic sledge. <laughs> Electric sledge. Ah, <laughs> uh, hello. I am Earl Musk. How are you doing? I am petrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man, oh, man. I bet it runs in the family, too. We'll see what happens with those 10 kids of his. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hang up and listen. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we have the family moving to town here. We got Diane Weist, of Woo! course, uh, as the mom here. Uh, what's her name? Nancy? No, Lucy. Uh, Lucy. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Jason Patrick as Michael and nice. Corey Haim as Sam. Yep. Uh, recently divorced because it's the 1980s and we're doing that a lot in movies. Yes. Uh, speaking of uh, Woody Allen, uh, this is her, this was her first uh, Diane, Fies Diane Weist's first role after. Uh, winning for her banger performance in Hannah and Her Sisters. Uh, Ooh, she yeah. is good in that movie. She's Hell great yeah. in that movie. I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I'm a Weist stan. Like, oh like yeah, her. oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, she's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. She gets the um, hammer. She gets the hammer in this movie, and Diane Weist as, as it should be. 
Totally, totally <laughs> deserving of it. Uh, so they are moving to Santa Carla, California, uh, which Jason Patrick spies on the back of the, the town sign says, the murder capital of the world. Not see, what you want to see when you're moving to town. <laughs> yeah, see, I you like know, that they still, this have, is, they still have a vibrant tourism scene, though. It's yeah, interesting sure. to me. Well, yeah, that's what makes the final line so funny. Is oh yeah, what that comes out. I mean, it is amazing. I would just love to see all the Fox News fucking like the, the summer of sin down in Santa Carla. Well, the uh, what does the trivia say here? This was based off of like Santa Cruz was called yeah. the murder capital of the world because there was a thirty-month stretch where they had like dozens and dozens of murders because there were three serial killers in the town. Jesus wow. Christ. That is some bad luck, dude. That's you think those crazy. dudes are getting back coffee in- together? <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, you could just serial kill. You could kill oh, and yeah. get away with it. No problem until they made DNA a thing. Yes. Uh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember when we got breakfast last week and we decided I take the east side? <laughs> what the fuck was that shit in the playground last week, man? Well, what yeah, you, you said you were going to get the tip, too, but then you didn't. I noticed you didn't even tip the guy. So, yeah, I'm going to go into the playground. And how many uh, times do I have to tell you, ears is my calling card? Don't you take ears from your victim. I take ears from my victims. Uh, Mr. President, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am. We've invented DNA. We finally did it in 1977. No, that wasn't that no, early I've, I've, DNA. No, but it's, it wasn't invented. It was always <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it was invented. It was a way to track us. You understand? They're putting uh, microchips in the blood, and they're tracking us. They're calling it DNA. Sure. Uh, but this is we. This is where the Echo and the Bunny Man cover kicks yes. in, and it's like a montage of the weird town. And first, it's kind of great how he slowly introduces that there's something wrong here because it's just like. Oh, sort of a bunch of weird, sort of outcasty looking people in the town and the boardwalk and whatever. And then, uh oh, what's this? Dozens of missing person photos and <laughs> posters and shit. Oh, something's I'm, clearly wrong. I love that there's a, the wall of the missing in the town. It's great. Yep, absolutely. And, but it's, I just love this location photography. Uh, this The dude who did this uh, was, I, I forget, I, I had him, uh, Michael Chapman. Michael Chapman. Yes. 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 Great, great cinematographer. But just like, it's just, taking the time to just look at the people around the neighborhood and stuff like yep. I, you just, we don't see a ton of that anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Man, what a great cinematographer. Just pulled up his IMDb oh, taxi yeah. driver, last waltz invasion of the body snatchers, raging bull, hardcore. Yeah. Yep. These are oh, shit. Incredible and movies. Eventually, eventually, um, uh, Ghostbusters 2 uh, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop Doc Hollywood but he did the, the Fugitive and that's that's fucking awesome Look, I, you gotta have a good mixed career like that it's <laughs> nice to have some highs and lows yeah oh yeah I will say it's funny I, I, Kindergarten Cop is oddly well shot isn't it? Is. it? It yeah. just sort yeah. of like, yeah. especially that first scene where it's like kind of just an action movie, like Arnold bursting into that drug den or whatever. Oh, like the party right. pooper. Yes. Yeah. It's a kind of a cool, it's coolly shot. Sorry, yeah. folks. Yeah. And then it turns into Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. I, I, so here we meet my favorite character, which is the guy that I think it's, it's Haynes that uh, asked him, you know, uh, oh no, it must be Jason Patrick's like, hey man, you know any jobs around here? Yes, Nothing yeah. legal. Yo, dude. <laughs> That's my yep. guy. That's my guy right there. I want to hear about these other jobs you got, buddy. What yeah. are these non-legal ones? 
I mean, it's definitely slinging weed. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe like stealing hubcaps from people coming to the boardwalk or something. I I mean, come on. If you're Jason Patrick, you got to get some jobs here, man. You you sling some weed. You steal some hubcaps. Mm -hmm. Maybe you (laughs) stick up a few tourists. I mean, come on. You you jerk someone off under the boardwalk. I think that's what was going on because he sees this hug like, hey, man, is there work? Nothing legal. So uh, why don't you come? I can get you some work though if you want it. Yeah, totally. Get you get you a job down at the pump house, <laughs> the legal workstation under the boardwalk. Absolutely. I think what was I reading? There's a um a deleted sequence where he actually gets a job as a garbage man. Um, oh really? Yeah, and that's how when we see him a little later in the movie on the boardwalk when he buys that leather jacket, that's how he affords it as he's been like working oh. as a sanitation guy i do like the establishing shot of the leather jacket which i really like i need <laughs> do i need to see this guy buy it like <laughs> dude the origin story of the jacket man absolutely <laughs> there's a couple uh, of sequels to this they shouldn't make lost boys the story of the jacket <laughs> and you know the funny thing about uh the sequel there the tribe i think it's called I've, I've never seen it but there was like that and then there was like a comic that tied the two movies together but what it what it does that I don't like is it explains a lot of like the vampires' origins or backstories. I love that we don't know anything about yes. Kiefer Sutherland and these yep. guys and Max yeah. and everything. I like mean, there what, was shit about like Max was uh Ma- what the fuck would I read? Max was the older brother of Dracula or something <laughs> okay. like that, dude. Okay, and like fine. the second you bring fucking Dracula into <laughs> yes. it, man, like just no. shut that stuff down. No, I'm fine with what the what Max hints at at the end is fine enough for me. I yep. get a general sense of what their relationship is. Yep. That's totally fine. All this yep. backstory it slows shit down. Yep, I, there was darn tootin'. There was supposed to be like a shining ending to this movie where like the other the ending is the great um, grandpa stinger. Uh, what, what, what do you call a zinger there at the end? But yeah. they they never shot it. But it was going to be the the, remi- the remaining lost boys go back to the, the base and like lick their wounds, kind of setting up a sequel. And then you would zoom in on a, a mural that had Max in like the old 1900s kind of a thing. So that would have been oh, something. Yeah, hmm. that's, oh, that's yeah. Something. 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 Who was supposed to have survived in that scenario then? I, I, I never got a good count on the Lost Boys, but they only kill like three or four. So there's got to be some other dude. It seems like a lot of them. I guess, yeah, maybe there's some dudes like scouting down the beach that we never see in the movie <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to go score some fun blood for later. We'll take care of the frog brothers. You go, you go score the fun blood. Uh-oh, you took too much fun blood. <laughs> Shit, man. I'm going to fly a Fuck, I sucked on Keith Richards again. <laughs> oh, dude, that's oh, good. Look out. <laughs> a lot of people have said that. Dude, this, this house that they stay in is amazing. It's an incredible oh, yeah. house. Oh, yeah. I, and first of all, the elderly is not allowed to play dead. That's a, that's a rule. Sorry, folks. Yeah, Grandpa here, uh, played by Bernard Hughes, of course, from Tron and and other things. Uh, Yeah, you can't just be lying on the ground (laughs) when your daughter and grandchildren are coming to live with you, dude. It's pretty (laughs) fucked up. You can't tell me what to do. I will do whatever I please. I mean, it 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 establishes that he's eccentric, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's just cruel. Also, because, like, <laughs> this woman's mother is dead. Yes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will but, uh, say I yeah. like uh, 
we we said Diane we, is is divorced. She doesn't talk about it much, but when she does talk about it, it's really amazing. Like uh, this kid went through the divorce too, supposedly. Yeah. Like uh, 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 Sam, like he he's young enough, he remembers all of it pretty well, I think. And she's just like, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Uh, I, we got divorced because um, I didn't like the way he looked at me. <laughs> and like uh-huh. like Sam Sam's very clearly like. Uh, no, you screamed all the time at each other. It yeah. was and like, I, I find it funny that they're just like, the, whatever the divorce is, it's mostly a joke. Yes. You know, it's also, like, it's, it's, it's mysterious, just like mm. the vampires. In the show. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, there's something, something about like, oh, you know, your father, one of the reasons we got divorced, it's just like, again, it is weird to joke about it with a kid like that, yeah. which is like, one of the reasons we got divorced was your father never believed in the closet monster. It's like, that's, yep. What, that is like, is. I don't know what you're talking about, mom. Was like, that it, mom? Was that the thing that drove dad away? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have brought up the closet exactly. monster. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's my fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> but like, one of the reasons I divorced your father was because he didn't believe in the closet monster tells me. She's never told him exactly why the divorce Oh, yeah, happened. definitely. You know what I mean? Which is to say, Lisa the secretary fucking swooped in or something. You know what yes, I mean? Something's like, going on. Yeah, it's just, it's such a weird line in the movie. It sticks out like a sore thumb. This grandfather, though, man, I love he's like, my fucking rotten family's coming to live with me. Guess what? Grandpa's shelf on the refrigerator, off limits. <laughs> I love I that. Love, he's, he's got like the old bastard shelf or whatever it says, old timer shelf. Amazing. So I keep my root beer. <laughs> and a very subtle, quick reference that he is growing and smoking his own weed. Love that. Yep. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Double and stuff Oreos. For, uh, for oh. dessert every night. <laughs> That's right. My root beer and my double stuffed Oreos. Stay the fuck away from them, Corey Haim. He's <laughs> living the dream, honestly. Dude, totally. Smoking weed, double stuffed Oreos, mm-hmm. chugging root beer, taxidermy hobby. Absolutely. California coast, and he's getting laid still. Like, wow. Totally. Fucking the Widow Johnson or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, putting his Johnson yeah. in, in Johnson. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, they're settling in. There's no TV. No MTV either. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that line's for. Guitar solos. It's just no TV. That means no MTV. It's just, it's, it's, I guess it's of its time, isn't it? It's very of its time. Well, it's just a great line because it's like, of course that means no MTV. What is it going to come in the newspaper? (laughs) See, as a kid, that's the only channel he would ever watch. Of course. So the TV is just the MTV. (laughs) there's also this weird scene where when they're coming in right before they get to grandpa's house where she's like giving Corey Haim food uh, money to give to poor kids for food i'm like lady didn't you just travel halfway across the fucking country to live at your your father's house yeah to like uh, you're just throwing your money on uh, i mean like i guess it's a good thing and everything and you're establishing she's she cares but like I'm going to find that out anyway. She's Diane Weist. I, I mean, care about did, her. Didn't know we were doing a podcast with Rush Limbaugh over here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ah. Holy shit. <laughs> it's weird to me. It just was like. because well, they're oh. in a. I see what Chris is saying because they're in a, a predicament. They don't have much money. She's even looking for work at the video store. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heaven forbid. You might want to pocket that dollar for your own kid <laughs> at this point. Yeah, so I see what you're saying, Chris, but I still think you are Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I mean, Diane Weiss should uh, be giving that money to uh, her uh, father. Her father needs that money to uh, pay for the rent that she will be taking from him. Everybody wants a handout, it seems. Oh, Diane Weiss is just throwing her money around. Everybody needs a handout. 
She probably just gave that dollar to a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Honestly, <laughs> was very pretty, that boy that she gave that money to. He could be a vampire. Uh, Diane Weist bankrolling the Lost Boys. <laughs> well, that's right. There's a caravan of uh, vampires, ghouls, and goblins coming up the coast. <laughs> You better uh, think about that on election day this November. The caravan of goblins and vampires might get you. Yep. Monsters are on the ballots, folks. Monsters are on the ballot. Let me uh, remind you, only one candidate, the Republican, has the magic sword required to send them back to their own dimension. I mean, you've got your eldest son considering becoming a handjob specialist just to make all the to work all it out. And then you're just like, yeah, this, I mean. They're just like they it looks like they have a place to sleep and everything. I don't know. It just struck me as strange. That's fair. Uh, there's a great grandpa line where because um, Corey Haim is like, hey, grandpa, is Santa Clara really or Santa Carla really the murder capital of the world? And this fucking dude without blinking just goes, oh, you know, if uh, all the corpses buried here stood up all at once, we'd have a population problem. And you're just yes. like, holy <laughs> shit. It's a lot awesome. of dead people. Uh, but here we go. Their first night out on the boardwalk. Get ready for it, man. Fucking sexy saxophone guy. Oh, yes. I still believe. Hell yeah. This is most of my three star rating is this whole <laughs> sequence right here is I think this whole sequence is like should have been if they didn't play this at Schumacher's grave when he went down. <laughs> they should have. They absolutely yes. should yeah, have. Totally this right. been. This is, should have been what his legacy is, is the Jamie Gertz uh, uh, reveal with greased saxophone man i think it is tom capello the it guy is it is tom capello is, is, yes. is, is, yeah, it, no, it unbelievable timmy, yep. timmy capello timmy, timmy capello yes timmy, oh yep. man just fucking well also like he's an incredible insane he looks like he looks like sean michaels honestly he does he looks bit, exactly yeah. like sean michaels man. and he's doing it and he's he, this is him singing i mean obviously it's a pre-recorded but he's singing and then to be able to have the wind capacity, I need to take a break sometimes. This guy's <laughs> singing this song and then go to the saxophone on the breaks. Wow. Yep. Wow. It's Amazing. so fucking cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And there's fire going <laughs> off. Like, what a fucking show. This is just a free boardwalk show. Are you kidding me? And I live in the murder capital of the world if it meant I got entertainment like this. And I'll free. tell you, if this is if this is about me, it would be a really short movie because I, a 1987 Jamie Gertz, holy shit. Holy but, Oh, woo, stop the presses. But I would not be able to take my eyes off this gentleman. Oh, I yeah, really would just all. like, he's an enormous no. fucking weirdo with a fucking saxophone. Like, she'd be making eyes at me. I'm like, dude, do you see what's going on yeah, up there? I'm staying for at least the second encore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, like, I'd be looking back at her just to make sure she was still there, giving her like the one minute, you know, putting the finger up like just a second and <laughs> yeah, pointing yeah, yeah. back like, I want him to finish this first. <laughs> it is amazing that we got around the same time we got the virgin version of this, and that's Kenny G. Mm-hmm. And we were offered sure. we were offered Timmy here as the Chad, and we picked the virgin. Yep, really good yep. point. The you're man totally has right. if you're talking about circular breathing, this man has it down <laughs> way more <laughs> than fucking Kenny G. I mean, look at what he's doing on this stage, ladies and gentlemen. And apparently, the gyrating. And he's like he had a real career. He was uh, Tina Turner's saxophonist. He's doing saxophone, and we don't need another hero. Like he. This oh, dude wow. got around. Yeah, he was a, a real deal yeah. guy. I mean, he's still doing it. I, there's apparently some Netflix episode of a documentary series that he's in that I might oh, check out after this. Oh my this. god. Is he you know now I'm like, is he on Cameo? <laughs> oh, oh great. <laughs> the VHS oh. trailer game's coming to an end. Oh fuck. I want to say might not he be, might but... be actually. No, I think 
shit, is that right? Because this guy has come he's up. He's on it. Yeah, I oh, it. yeah, he is. I knew it. Dude, he's on it with <laughs> saxophones and all these videos. Good. Oh, oh, my Lord. That's a good note. I like Ooh, that. <laughs> let's just let's keep that in mind, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, we spot Jamie Gertz here. She plays the character of Star, and we're sort of making fuck eyes at this concert, which I don't know how they are because of the performance <laughs> that's happening, but whatever. Uh, but we do get, so Diane Weist is kind of walking along here, and we see uh, the, uh, presumably maybe the wife or a relative of, we're told, Vernon Beasley, the security guard who goes missing at the beginning of the movie. Oh, right. He's added to the wall of missing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but so she, uh, Diane Weist, walks into uh, the video store here, and we are met with the great, the late great Edward Herman as Max, oh, yeah. the video store owner, where he claims they have the best sec- selection of tapes in Santa Carla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Un- unbelievable outfits on this guy, just dripping it's awesome. off of him. It's yeah, amazing. it's like, incredible. It's, like, it, it's it's as if Paula Poundstone had a husband, which she wouldn't. <laughs> If she did, it would be Edward Herman in this movie only, and they would live in a zebra house. Like, that's how that works. A house with zebra patterns all over it. Exclusively chewing fruit striped gum. Yes. (laughs) Zebra print house, but also zebras in the front yard. Yes, exactly. Also, they also need that. I mean, he's dressed like a cool guy in a John Hughes movie. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. I mean, I kind of think the John Hughes thing is uh on point like because john Hughes yeah. did kind of look and and had dressed like this and for the movie to be like you know fuck it like uh, blood suckers rather than like teen romance i, yeah. I, I kind of get it as a hit uh i mean i want why did it was this like the 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 idea for spencer's was to recreate this story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah some because shitty con- posters some tapes <laughs> it's just like that's all it seems like is like the first version of that but it, I would love to go to this place. It looks amazing. Later on, you see his house, his actual house, when he takes Diane Weiss home for a date, and he's got some weird neon ascending thing wall yeah. in his own home. And That's I'm like, awesome. dude, you know this guy's at least a vampire. At, uh, least, at least a vampire. Ah, uh, Lucy, yeah, yeah. I bought this off of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he let me go for it a bargain. Honestly, best case scenario, this guy's a vampire, exactly. by the way. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, Corey Haim is going down uh, the boardwalk to uh, go to a comic book store that I would like to be buried in, honestly. That's totally yeah. fine. Seems, it seems like it's a pretty thorough and uh, well-stocked comic book this, store. Very interesting. I was curious. So you, this is the top-of-the-line type of comic store here. It's just, Yeah, it seems wall-to-wall, like, really cool comics. There seems to be a lot of old stuff that you could pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people, the the proprietors are sleeping, which I like. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know that in the back, there's also, like, shitty VHS tapes that I'd like to take a perusal of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, maybe oh, some yeah. TV tapes, too, dude. You oh, get some TV time, tapes. It's a big-time TV tape. <laughs> <laughs> this jacket Haim is wearing, though, it's an asshole's jacket. It is the jacket sure. of an asshole. <laughs> it, it's got like a lot of print on it or something. It's a, it's a trench coat situation. <laughs> well, he's from Phoenix, remember? Yeah, so, so yeah, we do understand that. Now, and that's and that's why Feldman starts picking on him immediately, which he should. Well, I mean, that's I have to ask, Steve. Did you start blushing when they started talking about the comic books? 
I did, but I was also super. <laughs> it's an annoying kind of a sequence because he's like, sure. you when can't they- have the Superman 99s with the 300s because Lori Lamaris wasn't introduced yet or whatever he says. It's like, uh-huh. no, you wouldn't have the 99s with the 300s because you would order them numerically. You would just have you have the ninety nines with the one hundreds, and then followed but, by hopefully the one one hundred one, and then but so but, on and so forth. Steve, then you wouldn't be able to tell everybody that you know about Red uh-huh. tonight, would you? No, no, yeah. no. Then mm. then you would be able to. Now you got the cred. Have you ever done <laughs> well, this, my- Steve? Have you walked into a comic book store and started critiquing the shelving? <laughs> no, I, if I could, if I could avoid talking to those people as much as possible. <laughs> yep, yeah, dude. If I ever go into a comic book shop, which these days I do, you know, like. Marvel Unlimited and Kindle yeah. stuff and DCU. So it's a lot. I will say 100% of my comic intake is digital now. But when I would go into comic book shops, it's a real, I, I treat it the same way as if I was in one of those blue DVD shops downtown looking for <laughs> pornography. Like I'm, I'm tunnel vision. Yep. I'm minding my own business. Yeah, I'm sure. in and I'm out, you know, put it, put it in a fucking paper bag so nobody can see the selection. Please don't <laughs> talk to me. Well, I, I just love the idea that he's like, ah, oh, Batman 14. It's a very serious comic book. You you, you know, uh, uh, one of the first printed Batmans. Yeah, that's a, a valuable comic book, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? It's from 1944. About? Of course it's a serious comic book. <laughs> the Axis powers are still running around. <laughs> are comic shops keeping like a stock of back single issues that far like that? I mean, depending on the store, whatever they're uh-huh. into, whatever they're into, you will have that. I mean, usually it's not. I mean, and, and anything of that kind of value is usually kind of uh, visible behind the shelf. You're not secret right. sellers. Yeah, exactly. Having Mister Mustard Hands f- thumb through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I don't agree with Corey Haim here, man, is he keeps repeatedly saying that he doesn't like horror comics, and I'm like, no, horror comics are fucking awesome. Come on, you baby, yeah, grow up, dude. Well, yeah, apparently he's a real scaredy cat. Oh. Well, he's going to do some growing up over the next few days in this movie. But it's I'll also, that it's much. funny, you know, the Frog Brothers introducing him to horror comics, saying you have to read this vampire comic. It's like a guide to living in this town. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, you better, uh, this is a survival guide or whatever. Yeah. Really trying to, like, lay it on, like, hey, kid, you should probably get in the know of what's going on in Santa Carla, which yeah, is every- going to get fucking murdered. Everywhere, every once in a while, Stanley Summers here, and he's been doing these this series for us. Uh, uh, vampires everywhere, destroy all vampires. Vampire vacation. <laughs> Ooh, vampire vacation. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but so we see sort of around here, like, because uh, why Corey Haim goes into the comic book shop in the first place is because Jason Patrick, uh, you know, is pulling older brother mode here. Like, hey, go do your own thing. I'm chasing some tail here, but unfortunately for Michael, Jamie Gertz gets on the back of Kiefer Sutherland's motorcycle, and they fucking pull right out of Dodge, looking, staring daggers into the new guy. All I can say is case closed for me. Uh, You have a good night, sir. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't like, you know, he's, you know, Kiefer Sutherland tells him like, oh, like the the cliff bluffs at the edge of town or whatever. He's like, you know, I'm not going to beat you. You don't have to beat me, Michael. You just have to keep up. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. Keither, Kiefer Sutherland rules in this movie, man. I, I like the, even though they're adversarial a little bit, that, that genteel relationship they have is interesting. I know they you don't get much connection beyond that, but I still found it interesting. It's, it's I, your classic vampire flirt fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. like you know, the let's all go together. It's, um, you know, right. it's like, what's going to happen? I've always found <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland very magnetic. I think- sure. 
I think that's probably a lot of why 24 got as popular as it did. Absolutely. Of him. His voice uh, alone is incredible. fantastic. It's just like, like he, he did just the right different things than his father to, to yeah, make yep. him his own little kind of stardom. And like, absolutely. So something like this where I'm just like, yeah, oh, immediately I'm like, ah, that's fine. Yeah. JB Gertz, I will see you never. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> him with this mullet and the gang behind him. It's like, yep. You have a great night, sir. You got a beautiful girlfriend there. Yeah. You're a real lucky man there, sir. Is that real Alex? Lucky. Is that Alex Winter hanging out with? Boy, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely what I would do as well. I'm not racing to the bluffs, but they are sexy. So they I can see yeah, the temptation true. here. Sure. Because oh, you, yeah. you do think it's like, all right, worst case scenario, I get turned into a vampire. Best case scenario, orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, fuck it. New exactly. town, new Michael. <laughs> exactly. Michael's finding himself. Hey, I just bought this new leather jacket now. You know, new, new Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally, dude. Saved up all my pennies, fucking hauling trash or whatever. The movie watched us watch him buy a leather jacket. So there you go. <laughs> um, the ride out to the bluff is awesome because they are like riding. You know, they take the, the motorcycles down onto the, the beach and they're riding on the beach or whatever. It's this whole sequence is so awesomely lit and just mm-hmm. watching these dudes ride the bikes like fucking awesome practical stuff here. What a shock. Yeah. It looks and, great. And the whole like the uh, the lighthouse and the, this mist level of cloud coverage they have and you can't tell yeah. that the cliff is there. It was it's a thrilling little sequence. And, you know, it's also like incredibly economical, too, because what you would you'd would have to get like five stunt men to do like really cool motorcycle stuff. It's like, no, we'll go into a warehouse. We'll light it like a fucking EC comic and uh, have yep. a lot of fun with it. And it, 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 it actually works better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Patrick almost spills out on this cliff. Piss, gets pissed off here. I love he goes for Kiefer Sutherland and the rest of the Lost Boys kind of get at him and he's like, no, just you, just you, man. Oh, yeah. Just you. Mm-hmm. Well, you Fucking can, great. Nice try, though. Like, I mean, yes, like that in a perfect world. Yes, just you. No, what, what it's a gang situation. They're going to beat the ever living shit out of you. Oh, guys. Oh, oh, oh. We were going to all kick him in the stomach at the same time, but he said <laughs> just you and pointed to David. So back off. Lost Boys, back off. He said, just you to David. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of Jason Patrick, I was curious because uh, if Jackie Gleason had seen this movie, he did not. He died the month before because Jason Patrick is Jackie Gleason's grandson. (laughs) Oh, really? What? Yes. Everybody is somebody, folks. Every single person is. is related to someone else in the Illuminati. Well, That's Jason funny. Patrick's father is the actor from The Exorcist. Who, oh, right. Uh, father, uh, what the, the the dude who fucking throws himself out the window at the end. Father Karras? Oh. Uh, is that Father Karras? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I believe that's correct. Karen that Jason Miller, Exorcist. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm uh, pulling up the IMDb. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I cannot believe that he is Jackie Gleason's grandson. <laughs> it's really something. But that's not through Jason Miller, then. That must be the mother, possibly. Let's go uh, back or to unless the IMDb. Jason, is Jason Miller the son of Jackie Gleason? Uh, that can't be true. Possibly. Uh, Jason Miller is his father. Da, 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 da. Okay. Linda I, Miller's father is Jackie Gleason. So it is okay. on the mother's side. Yes. Yes. I see. That's insane. I mean, she had a pretty she had a career too that was pretty major. Not major, major. Like she was in <laughs> law some, some law and order in 17 again. But so that's something. Hey. Those are big things. It's not nothing. Uh, I yeah, mean, no, totally. And so 
before I forget if this is right after the bluff scene or oh never uh, mind uh, she played female janitor in seventeen again <laughs> oh. <laughs> just honorary oh, no. anyway she's nothing that's yeah. okay that's that's nice that's good to know finally <laughs> uh, the uh, Kiefer Sutherland's crew hunts down the couple that oh. they were. Uh, trying to get to at the carousel before Fatty Kopowitz, uh got it. Uh, <laughs> the, but the, the thing that really is just unsettling about this is the guy in question with the girl, with the lady, uh, has really bad Ted Cruz face. Mm. Oh, is that it's, right? It, it's really gnarly. If you wow. get a, if you gnarly. get a, if you get a real look at it, it, the red light helps you a lot. And like, of course, they're, it, 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 you know, they're fo- focusing on the woman more. Uh, at the camera in general but once you get a look at this guy the nose the beady eyes the squinched Ugh. up uh uh i i will never know joy face yeah it just it's just all there man see it's that's amazing. funny oh, usually shit. that's the face of the killer not the <laughs> amazing it's really kind of, it, well it helps you because you're supposed to a little bit you have to be a little bit on Kiefer Sutherland's side oh for sure yeah to like him a little well, bit I, this is probably one of the best uh car abduction sequences yes. of this camera crane swooping down big and, time and so they is... rip the roof off too it's really fucking awesome yeah, he so I I think the connection is this guy because there's a a little bit of a disturbance in Max's video store with this guy originally. So there's this other gang, there's the Lost oh, Boys right. and then there's like the surf Nazi guys. Which guy. which is and, I would like more established both sides of that cuz they look just like this regular motley crew of dudes like lean into the surf or lean into the Nazi. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, they basically like they have shaved heads and hang out by the beach. So this movie calls them surf Nazis. Yeah, but there's some sort of dust up there. So this guy, I think, is one of the dudes from that gang. And it's fucking hilarious because like he's trying to make out with his lady friend and she's reading the comic like, get the fuck off me, man. I'm trying to read comics. It's so hilarious. But yeah, the rip ripping the top off the car. He gets pulled out first and they go. And it's a great like you think she's going to be saved because he was being the dick at the the comic shop. No, no. She goes up too, but again, and this is lit very much like an like an old, EC, you know what I mean? Like it looks yes. like Easy Comics cover, like the way her hair is blowing. They, like, and Schumacher is an old comics guy, so he knows what's what. It's very, yeah, all that stuff is dripping throughout this movie because that kind of same. Some one of you guys mentioned the the red lighting, and that's the same thing that they use to great effect in. Uh, the creep show movie yeah where it's like when a terrifying thing happens all of a sudden there's this incredibly artificial red light like out of nowhere you know it's signifying like uh-oh fear danger whatever yes, yeah but it's it's that it's it's so artificial so comic-y and i love that schumacher fucking puts it in this world too for sure um so yeah that, that, that kind of, i do that happens before this like there's two yes there's two motorcycle sequences we're talking about the big one where he falls off he's like, just you man just you and it's like no man it's all cool. Welcome to our cool hideout, like our enormous Jim Morrison poster. Like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what I was like. Was he a vampire? Was, did, 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 did a Van Helsing stab him in a bathtub in Paris? <laughs> well, what I, I think is interesting about it is Morrison, you know, like the other folk in that 27 Club, right? Like, he is sort of. In you know forever enshrined yes, as a young that's man, that's true. Yeah, you know? yeah so yeah. that is that nice connection to these guys, and I like that we're doing that shit more than I mean what the original script had 
which was way more of a literal one-to-one Peter Pan to this movie yes. where they were all like sharing, you know, Michael, John, Wendy, all that shit. You yeah. know, it was like such a direct thing. David was named Peter. Like, don't do that. Instead, yep. like just leave that the title of the movie and then do something like this where it's like another permanently young yeah. you know, pop culture. It's just a la- it's a layer as opposed to a reference. You know what I mean? Which yes. is much yes. better. Yes. It's like, oh, it's under there. It's like, oh, it's pretty cool. But like as yeah. opposed to being like He's Peter. She's Wendy. Bah, 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 you know, like that's yeah. Like even the dog. Like Corey Haim has a dog in this movie named Nanook. You know, and it's mm. like that's close enough to Nana, the dog from yeah. Peter Pan, etc. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, uh, no, yeah. Michael. No, Michael. Actually, we're we're not trying to be vampires. We're not vampires at all. We just really like Jim Morrison. Uh, <laughs> our plan is to curse on television one day. That's <laughs> essentially what we want to do. We're not really thinking about noble pursuit, honestly. I like that. This is some interesting stuff about this mansion thing. It was like yeah. in 1906, the big one hit the fault line near San Francisco and it cracked this place in half. And it's been there. And now it's ours. I think he says, now it's ours. And I'm like, when did they get there? I like that it's a mystery. Like, yes. were they were they there when they went after the big one? Like. Yeah, where are they staying at the hotel when it sank into the ground? Uh, but it is. It, I love the the set design of this hideout. Yes. It fucking rules. It's very Ninja Turtles y a little bit. Sure, like, yeah, you know, yeah. yep. a subterranean like cool one. Like, <laughs> and it's like you, as and a Michael, kid, you're like, Michael, this is the big rat that trained us. To <laughs> I wish, man. I guess you could get like a Nosferatu guy with a back problem to be your splinter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Michael. You must bring a za. <laughs> Awesome and radical, Michael. Radical, Michael. Yeah, thank God we're on the West Coast since they wouldn't put, you know, the sauce would be so tame. They would never put garlic or anything in there. That's true. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they make fucking pizza with guacamole as the sauce at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what you'd have to give up if you left the beautiful East. You'd just be eating Absolutely. guacamole pizza or whatever they got out there. Uh, they do say, I, I have to be trivia, if it's to be believed, which I think it is, the word Michael is uttered 118 times in this of course. movie. And that sounds, sounds about right. I really I believe it. <laughs> if you if I was on fucking fan duel and the number was 118, I'd be like, over. It's gotta be over <laughs> yeah. 118. Is that- it's, it, it's all gotta be the scene with the maggots, right? Because yes. he's it's like he and he starts and ends every sentence with Michael. He's like, Michael, take this rice, Michael. And eat <laughs> yep. the mu- and eat the rice, Michael. Michael, do you like the rice, Michael? Because Michael, that <laughs> doesn't look like rice to me, Michael. That looks like maggots, Michael. <laughs> no, Michael's an interesting character. I like the the idea you become a vampire and you don't want to be a vampire. Sure. It, do you think there's na- the name is any significance? Was that like a powerful angel or some shit? Archangel Michael, yeah. He was the fighter of, uh, I think he uh, beat the devil's ass a couple times. So I guess maybe that's part of why? what we're doing. Yeah, yeah possibly. I, but you know, that's a stretch. It's a strong name. It's a, But it, it, it is. is. I mean, it, it is. And it's like, I, I do like this, the, the maggot scene, which is, and I need to remind myself because I really did like that Thor movie. Uh, what we do in the shadows, one of the best comedies ever made, and that yep. scene that it they is. parody this in yeah. is so fucking funny. Oh so man, I gotta go back because I don't remember it, but I love that we're just hucking containers of Chinese food at each other, and it seems like so fucking dangerous. Do you like your biscotti? It, it, it is. It's verbs. It is verbs. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I had to do it. No, I, no, no I love uh, because the the funny thing is when they get to the hideout, David says to Marco, who's Alex Winter's character, he's like, Marco, go find us some food. And I want like whatever the little scene is of Alex Winter like robbing some Chinese delivery guy. <laughs> yes, because like, he comes back with this huge tray with all these containers and they're throwing them around. And I do like Kiefer Sutherland's line because like Jason Patrick doesn't want to eat the rice you know and he's like come on michael it's just rice michael how could a billion chinese people be wrong <laughs> that's true because they're not rice is wonderful rice they is should wonderful. Have also grab the delivery guy for dessert oh Ooh, yeah. well, the appetizer is some sort of a joint which is laced with god knows what you're, you're gonna take a joint from this dude i don't think so Oh, you know what? It's laced with fucking ashes of that security guard. They burned the rest of his body. <laughs> Dude, a little mustache hair in there. Yeah, that fat totally. old schlubby security guard always said in his will, when I die, roll my ashes up and smoke me, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm around all these pretty boys, and I got Jamie Gertz around me, and they say smoke this shit. I might just smoke this shit if I'm just, just, just see yeah, 18 yeah. years old. I just think like, I'm, yeah, I'm probably sm- I'm. I'm I'm going to fall to peer pressure and become yeah. a vampire. Oh, of sure. course. I'm going to smoke two of them, dude. Whatever I would become it is. a vampire, and I would hold on to that for dear life. I would never try to find a cure. The- oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting bossed around by Alex Winters. I, the, yeah, I, you exactly. know, never mind. Kiefer Sutherland isn't even looking at me. It's all about the lesser guys need somebody to bully, too. That's so a I'm great there point. For them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be low on the totem pole. You know, people will want to stake the other guys, and then I'll mm-hmm. walk out the back. Every once in a while, uh, they'll toss me a kid from Minnesota to drink. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, that's fine. That's just fine. That's a fine life. <laughs> I do. Uh, the, 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 the weird, like, maggots thing, I guess it's to, we're playing with the vampires have some telekinetic powers situation. like S- so Some mind trick abilities. Yeah. They're illusions, yeah. Michael. <laughs> Michael? Michael. 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 <laughs> Michael, the bathroom is around the corner, Michael. And then you take a left, Michael. And then you take a right, Michael. And then you piss in the hole, Michael. Uh oh, Michael. It's me, Kit, your car. <laughs> uh oh, Michael. I shouldn't be driving on the sand like this. <laughs> They're vampires, Michael. <laughs> we could go to an actual resort, Michael. <laughs> Dude, what would the crossover be where like Kit becomes like that vampire car? Oh, what for, is that movie? Farat, Farat yeah. the vampire car. <laughs> the fucking steering the the uh the pedal sucks your blood and it wow. really, That's right. Kiva Sutherland poured some of that wine in my tailpipe, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm Farat the vampire car, Kit. I'm gonna live forever and my and my paint job will never oxidize, Michael. <laughs> I never saw. Is that a bit in that movie? No, I just made that up, but probably. Oh, right. I never saw that movie, but uh, I do remember that one other movie, The Car, where it's like an oh, evil car. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, the car that was possessed by the devil. Yeah, I don't know if evil car movies. Yeah, I agree. There should be more. I guess there's Christine. I Christine guess and Ferrat are kind of the big ones, yeah. and everything's down from there. Can't you throw in Tank with George Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> was it James evil Gardner? Vehicle. Oh, is it James Gardner? I thought it was George Kennedy was in that movie. Oh, well, well, that would be wishful thinking. <laughs> Let me double check. I think it's. Uh, I by the way, I think like we've been circling doing 1984's Tank for 12 years on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should finally do it. Yeah, it's James Gardner and uh, oh, okay, C. Thomas Howell. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, great! Shocking, he's not in this movie. Actually, C. Thomas. Yeah, that's a good call. You could just fit um, right in. So, yeah, speaking of the wine, you know, he's like, 
hey, Michael, drink this wine, Michael. Be one of us. And there is a thing here where Jamie Gertz is just like, hey, it's blood. Just like like he's getting ready to do it. Like Kiefer Sutherland's being really loud about it, like very tempting and whatnot. And Jamie Gertz just real quick is like, I don't know, it's blood. And like totally useless, does not save him. Well, because it works because it's sort of like right after the maggot scene. So he's like, yeah, right. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So he's just chugging on this. Chugging it, dude. Let the good times roll. I have not seen a bejeweled cask like this, which I kind of really want for my own house. Yeah, I wanted to look up to see if there was maybe like an Etsy shop that was getting one of these (laughs) made or something, you know? Yeah, totally. Now, do you think this was Max's blood or David's blood? Ooh, they say it's David's blood at one point later in the movie. Yeah, Uh, because I think it's Jamie Gertz says, like, David made you drink his blood or something like that. David, we've got cows. (laughs) Sorry, it's my Jamie Gertz and Twister impression. That's oh my good, god, dude. there we go. Instantly recognized it. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, uh, she can't spare a square. Not a square to yeah. spare. Oh my god, oh, I forgot. Shit. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, I you love either. it. From at the end. When oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you oh, either. Yeah, right. Don't call me. You either. Yeah, that's good. Oh, right, because she she's working sexy, on the sex line. Yeah, oh, sex right. line operator. Great episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so he drinks the blood and they're like, hey, we're going to go out. It's the 1980s. We do crazy shit like this. Let's go <laughs> hang out on the train trestle. This, this wild, scene kind of rules, yeah. man. And they're like, the Kiefer Sutherland's like, oh, perfect timing because there's a train coming. And they're doing the hanging underneath it as the train passes over them. No, I would Fucking... not do this to fit in. To no, yes. <laughs> yeah. Off of a train track holding on by my Let's be honest, not great arms. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, even if you're, even though I was in Jason Patrick shape, which, oh man, could you imagine such a thing? But even Ooh. if I was in that kind of shape, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. If I was not in that good of shape, not these I, fucking fat noodles I got on, on my arms. No thanks. <laughs> if I was in that good of a shape, I would feel like a vampire. I'd probably think I was immortal. <laughs> I think for me to be in that good of shape, I would have to be a vampire. <laughs> well, you know, we could, guys. I want to, you know, we could take a trip to Eastern Europe. Sure. Yeah, see that's true. See find. what happens. Yeah. Things seem very stable there right now. Well, um, <laughs> a little south of there, maybe. But okay. yeah. Um, and also, um, you know, conflict will maybe scurry them out like cockroaches. All the vampires are now running around <laughs> looking for places. Uh, you, you might have a point there. Um, but FYI, Gertz, Jamie Gertz facts. Gertz and her Ooh. husband are part of an investment group uh, led by somebody named Mark Anatasio who purchased the Milwaukee Brewers. And later on, the Atlanta Hawks. J.B. Gertz owns the Atlanta Hawks. What I never thought fuck? it's insane. Wow. Jackie Gleason get- dynasties owning <laughs> baseball, whatever teams. Like, what the fuck, man? This, how'd she get all this fucking Lost Boys money is my question. Jesus That's Christ. That's incredible. I know. So well, you know what? Now she can spare a square. <laughs> she better. Spare several squares. But the, uh, <laughs> the hanging scene's cool because they all drop one by one. Through uh, get, these clouds, yes. this whole composite shot here looks it. really awesome. Yeah. And and finally Patrick plummets and then he wakes up and says, Oh, it was all a sexy dream. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um, but yeah, waking up at 2 p.m. the next day. Yikes. In there. Uh and it's a oh yeah, pff, absolutely. Um this 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 I think is one of the well I guess when you think about the motivation after the fact it's not crazy but in this moment 
Diane Weiss should be a little suspicious here because she she calls the house and this is like 2 p.m. And Corey Hames, you know, like mom's on the phone for you and whatnot. Jason Patrick very uh, pointedly here has to put the sunglasses on. <laughs> uh, something's happening here. Um, but she's like, listen, I've been working at this video store for like two days and my boss, well, he asked me out on it. Yeah, like, oh, oh <laughs> no. Well, and it's like, oh, man. In the 80s, that's just how it went. Well, she told him about the closet monsters and he was right on board. <laughs> she was like, absolutely. I, I know about closet monsters. Absolutely. I keep all of my, uh, they are who make my clothing, you know. Yeah, I, think I did Coke with a closet monster a couple of nights ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he met him at the monster club. He also <laughs> exactly. met, you know, a shad mock and <laughs> all those other type of beasts. <laughs> Der Golub that was there. Absolutely. Oh, a creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. We were hanging out with Gollum. We were fucking with his face all night. It was fantastic. <laughs> Putting little fucking pieces of paper in his mouth. Yeah, it was like awesome. A little note that says, get me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. You know I have to do this. Fuck you. Oh, goddamn yeah. Oh, shit. okay. Yeah. He comes back. Next little note. Yeah. Next round's on you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I hang out with you guys. <laughs> You're a bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, so the mom has dinner plans, and the grandpa's got dick dinner plans. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Because this guy, he's like, oh, well, your mom's at the dinner, eh? Well, grandpa's going out to get some strange as well. And she asks him to just watch Corey Haim. Really, not because he's that young, but just, you know, nobody's around. You know, he he's all alone. So just hang out with your younger brother kind of a thing. Right. And while this hat, you know, while that is going on, this is one of the very cool, like, without seeing any of them, it's just the headlights yes. and the sound effects of motorcycles. The Lost Boys roll up at the house and you hear like, Michael, Michael, you know, yeah. come out, whatever. And it's just like the motorcycle revving keeps getting louder and louder. I love the sound design here. Yes. Michael, you should eat your brother, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you starving? Uh, yeah, but that's what's going on here because Corey Haim's like, taking a bath like he's seven years old which is weird this is weird and this is like maybe that like little precocious kid shit yep. really seeping in it feels like a macaulay culkin type of scene here ain't yeah, that a man yeah he's <laughs> like singing and dancing in the tub yeah it's kind of weird but so yeah jason patrick starts getting some uh vampire related digestive issues and he's starting to feel the hunger and everything and he goes he basically goes into the fucking bathroom to feed on his brother and the dog saves him man uh, here comes nanook bites the shit out of him yeah no Love you it. will not suck off your brother <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird how the sequence works because like cory hames like singing and dancing and stuff and then like he goes under the bath water and that's right when jason patrick bursts in and then like the dog pushes him out of the bathroom and the door closes and then like cory Haim comes up from the water like where the fuck is the dog what is going on and he thinks because he think he's like a little freaked out. He thinks he might be a vampire, and he thinks the dog might have been bit. But no, no, the dog had, was saved by him. That's right. Yeah, um, we do some cool stuff here where this is like Michael's reflection in the mirror is fading, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but I, I, when he's when he do when they do the mirror thing too, it's cool because he's fading, or whatever. And Corey Haim's got a great line here. He's like, "You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire." <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be that'd be so interesting if a vampire like went butt first instead of the neck. Oh yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I, don't right? know, just, I don't think you want that blood. I mean, like, again, you'll talk blood? about some, but yeah. blood is just, you know, it's just a little too close to the shit. Unless, again, of course, you're into that thing, which yeah. is fine. Uh, or you do the uh, fucking the uh, Albert Brooks in Drive, get that arm going. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, totally. That arm, whoo, that scene, that is something. That, that movie, blood. <laughs> it holds up. Sorry, folks. I love that movie. Uh, my wife has a little bit of a blood thing, like, you know, uh, makes her woozy. She almost passed out in, in the really? middle of the movie drive. <laughs> wow. Because he just oh, wow. opens that arm up and it's like, wow. Woo. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the setup of, uh, it's why my favorite Corey Haim Feldman interaction is uh, one of the times, because he goes to the comic book store a couple of times. He's like, hey, man, take this destroy old vampires comic and our numbers on the back and pray you never have to call us. And he takes it. He's like, I'm going to take this and I pray I never have to call you. It's just a really (laughs) funny interaction. Well, well played by the two of them. Yeah, totally. We should say this is the first time they appeared on screen together. This is what kicked off the the two Corey sensation. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the first one. Yeah. We got to do dream a little dream at some point. That movie with the magic glasses. You know, I don't. So what is that? I didn't didn't see it. I don't think either. Mormon movie. Magic glasses. (laughs) What? I don't know. It's it's something, something I'm pulling up right now. God, it's two hours long. An accident puts and It's really Corey Heyman is most Michael Jackson phase kind of a thing. You mean Uh, Feldman? Feldman, sorry, Corey yeah. Feldman, but the, the both Corys are in. But uh, an accident puts the consciousness of an elderly dream researcher in the body of a bratty teacher, a, a bratty teenager. The problem, the kid prefers the dream world limbo to real life. I have no idea what that means. Holy shit. And there's a dream a little mean dream two. I think that's the magic glasses. I don't know. I've never seen either of these movies. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen this. I'm more of a blown away fan. Uh, the TV movie. The erotic, the, this thing is steamy as shit, and it's both of them uh, it, from 1993. I highly recommend you watch it for 20 minutes and turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best movie recommendation I've ever heard. Oh, here it is. Uh, Dinger and Bobby's adventures start when a pair of magical sunglasses arrive at the door. Dinger? Uh, Dinger! Dinger. Hey, Dinger, <laughs> they're fucking with your car, man. <laughs> Dinger, I hardly know her. I I, I think uh, probably, aside from this movie, the second in the uh, fel- the, the Corey's, License to Drive is a fun-ass movie. Yes. I've Absolutely. also never seen oh, that. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know who's great in that? What is it? Uh, Richard, Richard Mazar? Richard Mazar, yes. Oh, my God. He is incredible as the dad who's put upon and angry. Andrew, you would like that movie a lot, I think. It's kind of Ooh, a one like crazy that. night, actually. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, now. All right. Heather That's Graham. Me right there. Mm-hmm. And, what? Uh, potential sexual assault. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Because uh-huh. it was As the always. 1980s, and we had a lot of we had a lot of fun with that. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um. So Haim at this point does indeed phone the Frog Brothers, and it's fucking hilarious, man. I love how they are just so quick to be like, "Oh yeah, you want us to kill your brother? We'll do it." Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like offering, just so off the cuff, like, "Yeah, we'll fucking kill him." And then, like, meanwhile, Jason Patrick is like floating on the ceiling. I love this whole like, I can't control the flying here. And it's again, great. this is this is very. Peter Pan here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. You and, know, and it also very just cool. really fits like a reluctant vampire and like what what happened? Like I was drugged at a party and suddenly yeah. I'm floating and it's like, what the fuck is this? Really good, honestly, really good entry for this vampire mo- to go into vampire stuff with the vampire not knowing what the fuck's happening. Yes. Exactly. No, I think it's such a cool idea. And even when he does figure it out, then like you said, not wanting to do it. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm turning into a what? 
fuck. It would fuck. be amazing if Corey Haim just goes up to him and is like, look, man, look, man, I know what's going on with you. Here are these two comic books <laughs> <laughs> that I got from these weird fucking idiots from the comic book store who tell me this is really important. Let's, I mean, it's it's fair. I'm not going to read all of fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula no night. It's no, a, you know, why? It's, and that's old. That's old vampires. That's not new vampires. True. You know, things change. Exactly. You get this. It's two single issue comics. That's what? Fucking, you know, 46 pages. You could do that. If Dracula ever saw Kiefer Sutherland in this movie, he would be disgusted. Like, look, <laughs> look at that dirty scumbag. Yeah. He doesn't oh. even want fresh threads, please. <laughs> oh, the undead youth of today are such a disgrace. All I can say, I never dreamed in my life blonde vampire. Look, I'll say it. Blonde vampire does not sit well with me. Does not. Vampires are supposed to be part of the aristocracy. <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? Fun blood. All blood is fun to drink. What are you? You have to enjoy life, boys. Oh, the music these kids are listening to. Ah! <laughs> I can't believe a member of my own vampiric undead army would have such a mulleted hairstyle <laughs> like that. So many radio stations and not a single vaults on any. <laughs> I don't hear I don't hear a single quintet. Not one. Eating Chinese food? <laughs> what is that? What is China? What is that? I don't know. Where are all the castles? Why aren't there more castles around? <laughs> uh oh man. So unfortunately, poor Diane Weiss trying to have this. Nice romantic uh, dinner with Edward Herman at a restaurant. Herman is waiting for her. Uh, and as she gets into the restaurant, the phone is waiting for her. And Corey Haim is just screaming bloody murder on the other end. Yes, because uh, Michael's like flying and shit. He's freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And so, you know, she she ditches the date and races home. Without even and, going in, right? Like, yeah, she, he sees yeah. her running away, which is pretty funny. Like, being yeah, stood looks up, up like this. Caesar fucking booking it in the parking lot. Uh, he was just about to make his move and show her the Herman Munster, man. That's it, what he was trying to do. <laughs> it, it does do a great job of, you know, you sometimes suspect him, you sometimes don't. You feel like, oh, this poor guy. It, I feel like his character's handled very well, man. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, Steve, you just said show him this Herman Munster. He played Herman I know, Munster. Oh, yeah. Didn't he? Was, was, yeah, he was, uh, in the, the 95 reboot or whatever it was. Oof. Yeah. He got cast because of his last name. <laughs> well, he's cast because <laughs> six foot fucking five, yeah. man. We, we need somebody who looks like exactly like Fred Gwynn. There's only one choice. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Man, I, I don't know. That fucking. Yeah, we'll see. That Rob Zombie. I just don't even know. I think it might be something. Of course you do. No, it's not. Uh, no, I it's think. Not. Well, you go ahead and think that. I'm well, it might think... be. It might be something total trash. <laughs> I think it could be other things, but yes, I. I, I we'll see. I still but, actually haven't watched the trailer yet. Um, I just, just haven't gotten around get, to it. Get, get ready to watch a porno parody without any fucking dicks or tits in it. Mm. First of all, you Again, don't know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's to me. Well, there see, might be a lot of dicks in that. The, the... No, that's the other thing. It's fucking PG. He said this repeatedly. So, like, oh, what are wow. we doing? 
Well, yeah. I will just turn you to the poster for Little Mermaid and tell you Rob Zombie is a very creative man. <laughs> might some, you might see some dick spires in this. Is all I'm saying. Well, you know what? I don't honestly the uh, the '95 version starring Edward Herman might be a little racier here. Here come the monsters. TV movie, right? Uh, director. How is come spelled? <laughs> C O M, unfortunately. Oh, okay. uh, but the director. C- wait, C O M is how it was spelled. <laughs> There's an E on the. It's silent. Okay. The silent yeah. E at the end. <laughs> but it's directed by the star of the execu- uh, the Exterminator. Oh, really? what? Yes, the pre- previous uh, side order of Sleaze episode on our Patreon, the Exterminator. Yep. It's fucking uh, Herman Munster just gunning down people. <laughs> uh, so whatever. Yeah, he he gets stood up um, and now it's like, oh, shit, what's David going to do? Um, this is when he goes back out with the Lost Boys. This is the feeding scene, which kind of rules, right? Am, am I getting my time? Yes. Chronology, yeah, right? This is, yes. I guess, the rest of the surf Nazis here they yes. died upon. Yes. Well, he he sleeps with Star first. Oh yeah, they they have a sexy sex scene, which rules. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that, it was. It's a it's a welcome addition, honestly. It is because like in most of these movies, you'd be like he he would love her from afar and like do everything for her, but they'd never bone. It's like no, if they bone, he's got he's got real skin in the game, quite literally. And they're they're oh, yeah. they're they're are they boning to cry, little sister here? Yes, they yes, are. They are. Yeah. It does so that thing good. that certain movies do, which actually I think I like this with uh, in the la- in the Batman of this year when you have one song as kind of the thesis of the movie and it kind of comes yep. in and out. Yeah, I'm a big yep. fan of that 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 technique. Totally. Which which is different than. We licensed an expensive song and we're playing it twice like, <laughs> yeah. on on loop or something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like totally. it actually serves a function other than just we're playing it a bunch of times. Because yeah. they never play it all the way through and like you know it'll just kind of like come in and out and then like they start making out like, cry little sister and you're yeah. like oh shit we're back blind boys don't lie. <laughs> Uh, it, it it it's it's a fun little sex scene. We should talk about the grotesque um, Confederate jacket wearing shit boy Laddie. Oh, dude, what is <laughs> going this, on with Laddie? Was this Confederate jacket? It was gray, dude. Yeah, it sort of looks like it. It's I don't know, unconfirmed, but you you it it's not impossible. Let's just no. say it's that. about heritage. <laughs> 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 you know, we do see uh, that kid on a, a, a milk box who's was also yes. missing. So he was actually taken from the community instead of actually being a, a drummer boy from the Civil War. Which, <laughs> you're right. With this jacket, I could see. Yeah. And he's just like basically like Jamie Gertz. They're not related. It doesn't seem. But like she's she's like taken to him and like she's very protective. Right. Because I guess yeah. the little kid, uh, Jamie Gertz and Michael, 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 I have to say it Michael. a few times. Just to- Michael, Michael. They're all the reluctant vampires, and I I find it it's great to have that uh, be a, be a thing in this. Yes, yeah, totally. We do get the there's so like there's there's three attempts at uh, Lucy having a dinner date with Max. The second one is like, uh, well, we we I think we sort of oh no, this is the first one. Yes, or yeah. no, the 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 restaurant is the first the flub one. one. The yeah. second one is at home. He he comes over to their house. And this is where, like, you know, uh, uh, Sam is now really suspecting, like, okay, we got to kill the head vampire. That's what the Frog Brothers are telling me here. So the Frog Brothers come over to dinner. They suspect Max is the head vampire. And they're doing a bunch of, like, 
tests on him and stuff. Like instead of Parmesan cheese, he, Corey Haim puts yes. like chopped garlic all over his his pasta and shit. Um, and oh, they and then they're like the lights out. And they're trying to get the reflection and whatever, spilling water all over his crotch. It's just a good Edward uh, Herman being humiliated scene. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, it's just it's just raw garlic. It's too much. It's just kind of really funny. I I, I honestly I, I really respect the eyes on the goal. If I'm trying to romance Diane Weist and make yeah. her my vampire bride, I'm I'm really dedicated at this point. Yeah. I really you, you want to throw shit at me, kid? That's fine. I'm gonna be sleeping with Diane Weist tonight. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Yep. 1987 Diane Weist. And he's just Please. like, oh, you know. Uh, I just want to be your friend, Sam. Like, that's the movie yeah. you say when you're trying to fuck somebody's it, it, mom. It, it is absolutely <laughs> funny because he was invited in. Therefore, everyone in the house has no powers against him. Yeah. And that's like the twist at the end he mentions. And right. the fact that he just has a reflection now because of that is kind of funny to me. But it other is. than that, it's great. It's a weird, um, it's a weird little yeah. twist. I mean, it just it's kind of a cheat, to be quite honest. You no, know what it I mean? Is, it's but, like, but, it, but it's effective as well. Because I, oh remember, yes, of course. I, I saw this movie a while ago. I haven't seen it in a long time. I always kind of liked it, and I always was remembering. I was like, I think that guy's the guy that turns out to be the head vampire. And this scene made me go, you know, I think I was maybe I was wrong. So it, it kept <laughs> right. me engrossed yeah. in yeah. the movie. Well, yeah, it's it's a very obvious like red hair because like. Uh, Corey Haim has the idea, or or, or or is it Corey Feldman? One of them has the idea very early on that Max might be it yeah. because they're yes. like, they literally go through the steps, and so they're like, "See, oh, maybe not." So I, I, yeah, I, I, and then they do the speaking of the garlic thing, like they also kind of ditch that when uh, not Alex Winters, but like the second Alex Winters of the of yes. the Lost Boys when he tries to attack the Frog Brothers. And like he's like garlic doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. So was that because of Herman, or is this just not nothing works? Or I, th- I, I, really... I think that one. I think that one is an in-world garlic is not a real thing to the the in-world lore, but but holy water is. Yeah, sure. Right. Every okay. every vampire property changes things and has fun with it. So, um, the what do you call it there? Uh. The, the weird dog scene, I feel like this would be the end of my relationship with Edward Herman, who is also my boss, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I go to his house. Like I think it's after the... Um, I think. Oh, yeah, because she's apologizing for, for standing him up and yes. she's bringing a bottle of wine. And she's like, oh, you know, I'll just go to his house in the middle of the day. Like, that's normal. And this fucking dog is going at her like, Kuja. <laughs> He's coming oh, yeah. through the fucking fence. <laughs> Dude, fucking wood chips are flying <laughs> off of this gate. I was like, get out of there. Also, how do you have these two fantastic dog actors and not pit them against each other? Right. That's the We move. need dog fighting in movies. <laughs> I agree. Steve Sadak's platform. <laughs> not me. I, mean, I find it abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's one's an evil dog from hell. Exactly. Hellhound versus Superdog. Absolutely. Right. That's a movie I'd watch. Yeah, it's a Michael Vick production. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so David is like, hey, Michael, uh, if you ever want to see Star again, you need to come with us right now. Yeah. Uh, and this is the feeding scene. Uh, you know, time to join the club, Michael. They're getting all revved up to get the surf Nazis who are partying on the beach here. And for um, an R-rated and- movie, there's not a lot of blood. and This is the scene where you get it. Oh, yeah. And, and boy, you get it in such a great way. I love this sequence. This is where you first see them vamp out. So this is we get all the makeup effects of them turning mm-hmm. to vampires, which all looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's really good. Uh, uh, looked so great. Uh, Joss Whedon stole it outright. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> stole it right. I mean, all of the uh, very pronounced like skull yep. features and shit. Oh, you know, for Buffy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Did, yep. It's did, exactly what they look like when they vamp out, which is also something that they steal from this movie and say in Buffy yeah. too. Did Did Joel Schumacher like come out and like it, it talk shit on Whedon the way Joe Dante's talking shit on Baby Yoda? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> really wait, hope wait, so. What's Joe Dante saying about Baby jo- Yoda? Joe Dante's like that's kind of a bl- he, not kind of he's like that's a blatant ripoff of of uh, uh, Giz- of Gizmo. 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 Okay. Gizmo. He's like it's pretty blatant. I don't know. I think it's bullshit. You know. <laughs> Is whatever. It? Yeah. I, I mean don't that's. Know. I mean sure. I, it's hey, a- hey, if it's Joe Dante versus Disney, guess who I'm back. <laughs> that, no. I understand that, but I mean, baby babies are cute. I don't understand. I guess the long ears, but again, the, ears the, Yoda, the Yoda design predates Gremlins. You yes. know what I mean? So you could yeah. even say, Yo- yeah, yeah they, he made Gremlin Yodas. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I do support John Joe Dante, and uh, in any anything, any oh. lawsuit he wants to have. Dude, that would be amazing if the if that's how Yoda's re, if they are just gremlins, but they're oh. smart. Like Yoda was a gremlin the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, feed me after midnight. You must not. Ooh. Get wet. I must not. It's just fucking and all these little things are popping <laughs> off his back. Well, thanks a lot, Joe Dante. You just ruined the the finale of uh, season three of Mandalorian when we find out that Baby Yoda is a gremlin. Thank you so much, Joe Dante. We had a synergy going here, Joe. Well, you know, I mean, mm, Gizmo Kaka. Mm. <laughs> well, the the the, uh, the Baby Yoda was always playing with shit on the ship, so that is kind of a gremlin <laughs> yeah. move. It is totally. Yeah, it's, it's a little gremlin, a little gremlin. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're both little puppets. Folks. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but puppets. yeah, I mean, this scene is great. Kiefer Sutherland bites a dude in the head, and the yes. blood is going crazy. Great shot. Yes, yes. Oh my god! And uh, so we're like biting these dudes, and then like when we are done with them, man, we are just throwing them onto a fire like crispy critters. Holy <laughs> shit! Is this awesome? Fucking I think you also see a thing like one of the dudes like gets their arm torn off or something yep. like these guys fuck these dudes up. <laughs> and uh, uh, but the whole time Michael's like fighting it, you know. Yeah, he's like yeah. trying not to get as horny as he is, which he is absolutely. Yeah. And this is you got a great Kiefer Sutherland line here, you know, where they they're showing like, hey, here's what we are, and he's like, You'll never get old. And you'll never die, but oh. you need to feed. You should have been hornier, Michael. <laughs> you should have been much hornier, Michael. Drink the blood, oh, Michael. <laughs> Michael, Michael? Michael, get horny in this car, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you need to feed, Michael. We're both part of the undead now, Michael. <laughs> Just have Me a and your talking sip, car, Kit. <laughs> Um, so whatever. I, I like the scene where, you know, they reveal here that Star is also officially a vampire. I mean, she's still like halfway, I yeah. guess, because um, the, the lore in this movie is like you're only halfway towards a vampire until you make your first kill. And so she shows up here and it's like she's down on the ground, like calling up to the window and the brothers open the window or whatever. And then like they try to ignore. Her, and this is where she flies up. Yes. To the window. Corey Haim, by the way, wearing a shirt here that just says born to shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's weird. I guess we we're trying to. He was like a little rich boy in Phoenix. And now they have no money. And 
because I think he's supposed to dress a little gaudier and ritzier than other kids here. Yeah, he's flashier I, I, for sure. Definitely flashier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so she. This is where we sort of learn all this stuff about like halfway to being a vampire because she's like, you know, you were supposed to be my first. That's what David wants. You know, so that was what that whole sleeping together scene was. Was a little. There was going to be some literally some fucking and sucking mm. going on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but she couldn't do it because she doesn't want to fucking well, that's, uh, be a vampire. It's 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 rule number one. And I mean, if you're into it, that's great. But like any time some dude is cool with you hanging out with their girlfriend, you've got to really ask a lot of pointed questions. Just yep. like what's number one, are you a vampire? Number one, are you a vampire? Number two, how involved are you going to be? And again, like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of give and take there. But you just want to know where everyone's going to be in the room. Also, what's the hierarchy in this vampire? Can I become a vampire too if we uh, we wanted to think this over? How about that, <laughs> Keither? Huh? You wanna? Could you do me too? <laughs> could you do me too? I would love to be done by Keither <laughs> Sutherland, vampire or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's they have Jamie Gertz, and isn't the little kid here too? Is yes, Laddie here at this laddie. point? <laughs> Because uh, Corey Haim does have, I think it's Corey Haim has the line, don't kill anybody until we get back to you. Uh, I to don't Jamie like Gertz. what they're doing to all these Confederate statues. <laughs> Can't be pulling down heritage like that. <laughs> I'm a little vampire piece of shit. Yeah, you have to call me laddie. <laughs> My parents said I'm missing, but they don't want me back. <laughs> Mainly because I talk like this. <laughs> we had an argument about Stonewall Jackson and I ran out of the house. <laughs> My father owned people. <laughs> I guess in a way, vampires own people, too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so Corey Haim brings in the Frog Brothers and they borrow Grandpa's big ass car to go out to the... Uh, the the hideout here, you know, and there's a great little. I like the relationship between Michael and Sam. You know, yes. it's a nice brother relationship. He goes, uh, you know, even though you're a vampire, you're my brother, which is kind of funny. And it's funny. I mean, it, I like the Frog Brothers are, and I mean, I think they're mostly right. It's like, no, we got to kill this dude. Like he's a fucking vampire, dude. I don't know what's going on. Right, exactly. Um, but so when we go to the hideout here, one thing I was thinking about here, you, you know, I we've mentioned this before in different scenarios. The decorative surfboard makes its way into the set here because I can't imagine the Lost Boys are doing much surfing. Oh, yeah. Oh well, you, you know what happened is they took out the Z Boys. Oh. They, fucking, they sucked them all off. They sucked all of them, uh, and they're all dead now. And they took their shit. It's a surprising end for the Z Boys. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like this is sort of funny because it's like you know. The Frog Brothers ride that line between like they're acting like they're serious vampire hunters, yes. but of course they're like little kids. And nowhere does that play more than here, where they are in this fucking hideout, where they are looking to kill these sleeping vampires, and the two of them are just being like loud fucking adolescent boys. Yes, like, this is it's where they crazy. get their most sort of goony, almost like yeah, yeah we're in the vampire nest. Where are you, vampires? And then they like, yeah. shut the fuck and up. Just sh- shining the flashlights on the vampires sleeping on the ceiling. By the way, cool that they sleep like bats. I like yep. that. Yep. And just yep. Sp- like fucking flashlight to the face 
and screaming below them before you try to stake them. <laughs> yes, and then you decide yes. to go for the littlest one first instead of the one that's obviously the leader. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it, you go for the one that's had the most dialogue. The, so the biggest, yeah. blackest duster. That's the one you go for. First. Well, I guess <laughs> you, you have a vampire brother. Why don't you use a resource, you moron? Exactly. Ask him, which what one? does the big one look like? Yes. I guess he said, well, he's blonde. Uh, and it's like, all right, that's eight of them. Um, Stop he's there. Blonde. <laughs> he's got a mullet. All right. Curly mullet. Hey, was it curly or spiky? <laughs> I can't oh, hear you. Shit, was it curly or spiky? God damn it! <laughs> um, but this is, this is more where... of a Bill and Ted situation, or more of a twenty-four <laughs> scenario. <laughs> is it more of a Bill and Ted situation or a Stand By Me situation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so, uh, uh, Star and Laddie are both in the hideout right here because this is like. While the Frog Brothers and, and Corey Haim go hunting, Jason Patrick's like carrying them out and he tries to get starred. She's like, no, no, take Laddie first. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, Simpsons with the, uh, whichever the, that baseball player is, he has to keep going back into the burning house. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. no, my baby. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my washing machine. Yes, he's got the whole house on the yard. It's great. <laughs> No, the washer goes on the left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it, it is a cool thing. They do. Someone makes, I think it's like Corey Haim says, because uh, when they find them all sort of hanging, it's like, oh, they're not sleeping in coffins. Yeah. And then Corey Feldman's like, this cave is like one giant coffin, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, and yeah, yeah they, they fucking kill Alex Winter and it's a great death oh, scene for him. I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, what I really appreciate about this movie is that the, all of the vampire deaths are gushers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they get real fucking wet with it. And uh, I, because usually they're very neat. Like, it's just an agonized scream and, like, yep. that's it. No, this, they're exploding for no it's reason. It's gross. It's, <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. It's, Another person who watched this movie are Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez because there's a lot of that. Oh, for sure. Dust till dawn. Definitely. 100%. Also, yep. the uh, vamping out, also, I believe. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and actually, the, the Lost Boys gets name checked in Reservoir Dogs. Um, Tim Roth is doing his monologue and he's like, somebody's calling him for dress. Like, Fuck off. I'm watching the Lost Boys, which is kind of <laughs> wild. Uh, That's awesome. That's a great afternoon in 1990 he was having. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Getting blazed watching the Lost Boys on videotape. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so when when they when they stake Alex Winter and it's this huge fucking gusher getting really slop city, uh, Kiefer Sutherland wakes up and starts screaming and chases them. And this is a really awesome like they're trying to get out of the the cave here to get back to the main part of the hideout where there's more sunlight. Kiefer Sutherland's fucking hand sets on fire, which is cool. It, I, I do love uh, much like an older an older boy uh, chasing a younger kid that like scuffed into his car he just yells out you're dead beat you know like <laughs> yeah it's great i'm gonna pound you and by that i mean literally murder you because i'm a fucking vampire you're dead meat pal <laughs> literally yeah it's like it's a very unvampire yes. thing to say mm -hmm. <laughs> you're dead meat yeah when the vampire of your movie turns into a, a neighborhood bully for a second <laughs> <laughs> um I don't. What is the line here? This is kind of a confusing thing. I think it's Corey Feldman says, 
they pulled a mind trick on us and opened their eyes and talked. I think that's just sort of like a a, a joke that he just doesn't understand how real vampires work. Yeah, you or know? maybe in the okay. comic book, when they're in their slumber, they stay that way. I don't know yeah. what that was. Either. Oh, all right. Yeah, so he's like, he's he's using his comic knowledge and the real world is giving him a wake-up call and yes. he doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I think that's what we're going for here at uh, and then they said that they're not riding with the vampires. Like, well, you could stay. And he's like, oh, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, when, I love the gag when they take him back home. And it's like Jason Patrick is carrying an unconscious woman up the stairs of this house. And the grandpa comes out of nowhere and he's like, hey, Michael, you know the rule about <laughs> filling up the gas tank when you take the car without asking? And he's like, uh, no, grandpa. And he's like, well. Now you do. <laughs> and what did I say about passed out women? They always go in the basement. Every time in the basement. Yeah, the attic's full up with women right now. Take it to the basement. You're right, Grandpa. You always were best with the sledge. I'll go down. <laughs> but yeah, that, ga- that gas line is great. Now, when you're down there, just don't touch that black phone, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's very important. Just don't touch it. It's going to ring. <laughs> Don't pick it up. Somebody's going to ask you some questions. They're not going to even know their own name. <laughs> Good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I love the... Oh, so Corey Haim fucking runs into the video store at this point and is like, oh, you know, there's vampires, blah, blah, blah. And Diane Weist has, has had it up to here with this fucking kid. And it's a really uncomfortable, like... You're seeing all these customers at the video store like, what is going on here? Because she's like screaming at him and he's yelling back and it's just a real public freak out. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm literally just trying to rent the breakfast club. Is, is this going to take long? <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone catch the weirdest detail in this video store that you can see in this scene? No. There is a promotional. Oh, yes. Like cardboard standee for the film Kiss of the Spider. I Woman. saw that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Like, what a weird movie to have such a huge yeah. cardboard promotional uh, thing for. Spider, that's kind of like a vampire. Yeah, put it in the shot. Put it in the shot. <laughs> uh, nope, sorry. We are fresh out of Kiss of the Spider Woman. You'll have to come tomorrow. Uh, this We cannot I mean, keep this tape on the shelves. I guess I kind of get it as like, like because it's a it's a relationship between two men. Yeah, that's and like it's very Joel close. Schumacher. He, yeah. he might like the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean hey, it's it's an okay movie. Uh I, I'm just, hey, maybe it's just a big Raw Julia fan. That's that's fine with me, too. <laughs> also fine. So basically, um, they now know, oh, shit, when the sun comes yep. down, we're fucked. Yep. So it's like we have a little montage here, like a preparatory getting ready to go into battle with the vamps and whatnot. One thing, I think it's when they're leaving um, to go slay all the vampires and the grandpa's in the yard. And he has just put the world's largest stake into the ground. I'm like, I get it, dude. I know where that's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, what is, he's like, it looks, it looks to be like he's mending a fence yes. or something. But it's yeah. like, a, yeah. it's a fucking caber. It's an and, enormous fucking log. <laughs> another great thing about that and the end line is like, <laughs> if you talk to grandpa, he might have been able to help you through this entire process. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, totally. Never fear, you know, questioning your elderly relatives. Ask them yeah. for information. They've experienced it all before, I, including fighting vampires. Of course I know there's vampires. Why do you think I have all the fucking antlers around, man? <laughs> Where do you think they're supposed to go? Right through their fucking chests. 
Oh man, you know this movie does do comedy well, like the like the line we just spoke of before, but also the baptizing a baby thing, and they're stealing all the holy water. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the whole church is looking at them, and like it's a great thing because like none neither side says anything. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. About it's like it. the whole like yeah the baptism ceremony stops dead. They're filling up these like kid, massive kid canteens. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have necessarily said no to a buzz off, Padre. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be good. And then they fill up that bathtub with also garlic, and they fill up their squirt guns, which is great as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the big vampire raid here. It's, it's it, and it rules. Uh, there's some. We have to save the dog really quick. Love that. Love that yeah. for, mm-hmm. for everybody. Very and it's a movie. tense moment, man, because that dog is tied to that fucking <laughs> fence. And mm-hmm. it looks for, like these vampires are swooping in and the frog brothers are yelling like they're coming. They're coming. And I was like, oh, come on. Get that dog. Get that dog. <laughs> Every time. Uh, and like I've seen the, I've seen this movie probably like, I don't know, like five or six times, maybe a few more. Like every time I'm like, get that dog. Get that dog. <laughs> it's a great looking dog. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's all this cool shit. Like the, uh, the bathtub filled up with holy water and garlic. That's a real vampire stew right there, which is pretty cool. We got a vampire skeleton with that guy. And and it's absolutely egg. The nook gets the kill. The frog brothers get the assist. The dog pushes him in. Yeah. It's wonderful. (laughs) It's a, it's a big motherfucking dog just shoving this dude. We got a case of dog murder. (laughs) (laughs) The skeleton face is so awesome. Uh, but the, it's a great exchange too. Garlic don't work, boys. Try holy water, death breath. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a funny thing. I is that a? Have you guys heard of that in vampire lore elsewhere that they just have bad breath? I have. I have not. But no. I don't listen very well. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense because if I was a vampire, I would never brush. Not once. Really? It's it, not once. So no, you'd no, be. No. You just do what you do now. Just keep I, going. Well, I, yeah, it's just, you know, it, until there's a forest grown out of it, essentially. Uh, it's like no, a layer of moss is what you want on those fangs. Oh, it's a river of slime. I just assume that's part of the, like, Dracula powers is that they always keep, you know, nice and shiny. Well, I mean, that's a good point because, like, uh, Michael, when he got bit by the dog, his hand kind of regenerates. So maybe yeah. you don't have to brush. Still have to floss, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, Especially that's after you sure. feed. You got little fucking neck yeah. veins in your mouth. Me, all that meat? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. The number one terrifying sign of a vampire. Gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like uh, doing Listerine and then letting out a really big hiss. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bathroom when this guy goes, oh, yeah. though, because like he like goes down the drain and i guess like that just destroys all of the plumbing in this house it's an incredible result of this that i did not see coming. yeah just this all the blood shooting out of every fucking faucet in the house oh what a mess what a grand you know it smells like shit it's that's that's an expensive problem to fix because it's gonna go all the way through all the pipes yep yep yeah, oh, see, boy. Chris, she'll, she'll wish she kept that dollar at the start of the film. <laughs> see? <Yeah. laughs> yes, that would have made all the difference. Yes, that Especially do it. when that fucking toilet explodes, dude. That's when I, I was like, now this bathroom is beyond saving. <laughs> We've lost the toilet. <laughs> and then uh, Billy Worth gets fucking... Billy Worth gets killed so bad that uh, uh, In Excess starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the bow and arrow, death by stereo? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah death yeah. by stereo, yes. Uh, oh Billy, my God! Billy Worth, who is the uh, male lead in the Ferrara Body Snatchers, which I've been 
name dropping a couple Ooh. times. It's very good. I, I gotta see that movie. I have to see that as well. I've been actually circling like I need to go go through Ferrara again. There's the so best. much good there, and yeah. I, I I need to do the same. That body snatchers, I remember that cover was a big like. I always saw it at the yep, video store, yes. and it always freaked me the fuck out. That's why I never rented it. Yeah, really. I was a little thing. scared. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, the Corey Haim does have the badass thing with the bow and arrow because the fucking vampire goes, uh, "You miss sucker," and he just goes, "Only once, pal," and fucking pins this dude to that stereo. <laughs> Fantastic, and then it starts awesome. blaring in. I, I'm really happy in this moment because then it's the he actually his head explodes from the electricity, yes. which is always a class move. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Really on Schumacher's side on that one. Uh, and then it's the big <laughs> David Michael fight. Michael, this come is on, cool. Michael. I, come on, Michael. Fight me, Michael. Michael's going to fight me now, right, Michael? Join us, Michael. Michael, <laughs> Michael we're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I'm punching at you, Michael. Here comes my left fist, Michael. Here comes my right fist, Michael. <laughs> I'm going to eat your little brother, Michael. You know, what's his name? Is it Michael? Because then I can say Michael more even after I kill you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) While that's going on, there is a funny moment where, like, the Frog Brothers meet back up with Sam and they're like, uh, you know, oh, we, you know, one of them says, we killed the one that looked like Twisted Sister or whatever. And uh, this is when Laddie, like, can't fight turning into a vampire anymore. And he turns and, like, explodes out of this bed. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It's very... This and many other things, I was thinking, A, I wish Schumacher did more horror, period. And the other thing is, if if you gave that dude one of those fucking Friday sequels, we'd be okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, I meant Nightmare, but actually either or. Either, yeah. Yeah. Like him I think Nightmare f- more his 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 wheelhouse, but yeah, I could see both. He should have directed uh, Nightmare Two. That would have been something. That would have been something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah, but and the Revenge of Eddie Monster, you know, or whatever the hell they say, mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> the, the, frog, the Attack of Eddie the Monster. The Frog yeah. Brothers wanting to kill a this little kid for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it, man. So He's awesome. growling at me. Fuck off. Totally snarling. He's wearing a fucking Confederate jacket. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But Star saves him. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, this the David Michael fight is cool. It's the only time <laughs> they save it. Like Schumacher's very smart. He saves it. This is the only time we really see this much of the flying yes. and everything. Well, actually, when before Star saves him and they're about to stab him in the heart, you miss it. But he goes so much for the tolerant left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I needed to <laughs> shoehorn that in. Sure. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I do, yeah, but uh, I do like the fight between David and Michael. It rules. It's, it, it, I mean, and you're right. It, it is like you really get to see it, like the, the, vamp, the vampire vamping out. Like, this is the first time Michael actually vamps out too, so he gets yes. his face going. It's cool. Yep. It's all totally rad. And the upkeep for Sutherland gets impaled on a bunch of antlers. Uh, uh, and what up? Cue the fucking stupid song again. Here we go, wait, little wait, sister. Wait, wait, wait. Do you say stupid song? I, I, yes, I did. Bite yeah, your you fucking say. tongue, asshole. I will not do Thou such a thing. Shall not uh. God, little sister. Oh, man. I'm, I'm like sparking my lighter in my house, moving my head along <laughs> with it, dude. I'm fucking there, man. Hell yeah. The vibes, dude. Fucking vibes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Vibes are important. Thou shall not kill. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but the bummer of it all is 
even though Keeper Sutherland is dead, Michael has not transformed back into beautiful <gasps> Jason Patrick. Uh-huh. So he wasn't There's still yeah. one more. There's, yeah, he wasn't the head vampire. But then, you know, we kind of we're marching to the end of this. So guess who shows up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Chester, and Chester Blockbuster comes up. And <laughs> turns out he's the lead fucking vampire. And the way I mean, you sort of like get the vibe immediately. But the the first line that he has to Diane Weist here is awesome because he's like so apologetic and he's just like, oh, Lucy, I'm so sorry that David and my boys misbehaved. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, boom. Yeah. You're who, sir? Dun, dun, dun. And then he has this weird uh, thing where he wanted her to be their mother. And it's like, thank God that yes. didn't happen for me. God, that would suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it, like the implication that like he made David go find Michael and he was going to convert her kids and then she would have no choice but to then join them all. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Just like one big happy family, your boys and my boys. And then the great response, great, the blood-sucking Brady Bunch from Corey Feldman. (laughs) Uh, But man, oh man, fucking grandpa saves the day, doesn't he? Yeah, guy. This with the La Cucaracha horn uh, is a great touch. At first, I thought that the old man just got drunk at that lady's house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's definitely come drunk for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not a fucking drop left in that dong. (laughs) Well, clearly he's feeling guilt. He's feeling guilt from just fucking this lady. And now he's remembering his wife and he sees the house that they lived in for so long. And he's like, it's gotta come down. It's all gotta come down. <laughs> yeah, I knew there were vampires in there. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my uh, my plan worked perfectly. He 9-11's oh, yeah. his own house, man. Dude, it's really it, something. It's so fucking good. He, he, he gets him and then he just walks to the fridge and grabs a beer. <laughs> Oh, man. But, dude, Edward Herman gets this fucking huge spike right through him and blows up. It, like, straight up fucking explodes. It's incredible. And, yeah. And, you know, Laddie's doing okay, thank God. Mm. (laughs) Sure. Uh And then Michael and Star also, you know, get restored to human form. Yeah, exactly. It's too bad that like time doesn't like regain and like Laddie just turns to dust immediately. <laughs> well, no, no, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's local. He's local. Yeah, he's local. He's on, he's yeah. on the milk carton. So like that jacket is just fashion. It'd be great if it actually. Oh, I see. It would be great if it turned blue when he turned normal. <laughs> <laughs> he's a union man now. Exactly. Oh, it was evil for a second. <laughs> Holy shit! That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, there's a great Frog Brothers line here too. I think it's Corey Feldman again. He's like, "How much do you think we should charge him for this?" Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty great. And then yeah, Grandpa just takes that root beer out of the fridge, chugs it. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I could never stomach all the damn vampires. End of movie. Fuck, Ugh. that is great. It is. It's a good mic drop. It's a good mic drop moment into a, 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 a as we said, a pretty subpar uh, Doris song. <laughs> M- not many pars uh, Doris songs, sure, but <laughs> hey, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, but it's it's so great. Yeah, I'm glad they went with that ending versus like the them going back and yes. licking their wounds and setting up a sequel or you know whatever. I was thinking about it. Is that Lost Boys the Tribe? Because it came out like what, like two thousand nine or something. Yeah. Like, is that one of the first instances of a, a legacy sequel besides like uh, like all the right well, moves or something? Well, Not all the right moves. What uh, uh, what the fuck am I thinking? Color of Money. 
That's a oh. that's a, well, a we very were, early legacy sequel. Also, but we were doing a bunch of those in the mid aughts. Those direct to DVD. Remember, there was a Roadhouse sequel. Yep. There oh, was right, right. sure Hollow Man. A Hollow sequel. Man sequel. Yeah, like any <laughs> IP that you could sequelize and just do direct to DVD, you would do it. Yeah. But at least at least with that Lost Boys, the tribe though, like uh, Corey Feldman is in it as the frog. That's a brother. good point. So it's like there's something there, and I I never saw it, but I was reading also. There's a third one. Oh really? Uh, Who's in that? Kiefer's- At Feldman is also really? in that. I think. Oh, he's yeah. oh interesting. I, well, I, Kiefer Sutherland's brother is in that second one. I didn't know there was another Sutherland. There's another Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's in Lost Boys of the Tribe. Oh Jesus H Christ! <laughs> well, I, I gotta find. Well, I'm gonna find this thirst because it's. Uh, da, 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 oh, da, da. then there's one called The Thirst? Yes, or the yeah, thirst? The Thirst. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Oh, oh, I was Angus only aware of the Sutherland? second one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's his name. Wow. Oh, yeah, here you go, Kevin. You're totally right. This was, oh, 2010. Right oh, this after looks it. Be- oh, it looks, oh, that looks really cheap, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oh, it looks, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh! Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah, we were able to uh, get one room to film in. It was great. We got one <laughs> room and we filmed it all in there. Lost Boys three. <laughs> uh, but that is it for the Lost Boys. We'll go around the horn here. Uh, recommendations and and final thoughts. Uh, Christopher Cabin. You know, I I lightly recommend it because when it works, it works really well. But yeah. I I find so many times I was just like rolling my eyes and being like. Uh, like, I almost don't think you need a mother character, but you put Diane Weist in the role so I care about the mother character. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of diverts from what I like, which is Jason Patrick flirting with Kiefer Sutherland and, and Jamie Gertz. That's what I want. That is what so, I am right. Do you for. think it would work better if they were just, if, if the parents got killed in a car crash and they were just moving to Grandpa's I, house? A, a, a glass house situation might yeah. actually <laughs> make this better. That might actually solve a lot of my problems. I mean, the Frog Brothers, as I said, I just don't like that they're slowing down the movie I'd rather be watching. Maybe if it was just their movie, I'd be fine with it. But the fact that that matter is, is again, I want to watch these these people do the good thing. And right. I only get Kiefer and uh, 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 Patrick like really having a moment with each other maybe twice. And I would like more of that. And I didn't get it. But still, Gushers are great. Ed Herman's great. Diane Weiss is great. Watch it. There you go. Uh, Eric Siska. Yeah, a hard recommend for me. I mean, the runtime's pretty short. We, we get in and we get out. Uh, great music, great gushers. Um, <laughs> I like the comedy <laughs> elements, Grandpa. And I honestly, I always thought Corey Feldman was a good comic relief, and I kind of still do. So it's a, it's, a, it's a recommend for me. Steve Sadak. Yeah, uh, Corey Feldman hatred notwithstanding. I really <laughs> had a ball with this last, last night or yesterday, and it's it's a full throated recommend for me. It's it's a really cool late '80s vampire movie. Near Dark goes harder for sure. You could find oh, you yeah. know, The Hunger goes harder. But like, I like this kind of popcorny version of that movie too. Uh, but I do think yeah. that the better ver- to Chris's point, like I said, I think that it's two movies that the movie I like much better is the Jason Patrick uh, Kiefer Sutherland will they won't they not so much the Frog Brothers farting around. I think that's a good point, though. Popcorner. That's that's definitely yeah. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. This is a hardcore recommend for me. Uh, it's a you know real WLM situation. I I think all the stuff with the Frog Brothers works because it, it the movie has that dynamic of like. 
the teenagers and then the younger boys. Yeah. And that's just like how those interactions play in these kind of like suburban settings or whatever, or any kind of like social teen setting like that. So I don't know. It all works for me. I think Corey Feldman is the comic relief. Uh, works. I think Corey Haim is also very funny in this movie. Um, I fucking love uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I love Alex Winter. I love the look of the Lost Boys. The whole thing. It's just fucking great. Popcorn fun, man. What a way to end uh, the season here uh, with just some popcorn fun. Can you believe it? Season 12 is over. I cannot Ooh. believe it, but the party does not stop. There will be live episodes in August that are a ton of fun with additional content. We'll be doing a VHS trailer game on our RoboCop 3 live show. And that means RoboCop, the original, on the WLM feed on Patreon. Ooh. Which, which, if the finale ends like I want it to, we will be starting the next season with nothing but trouble. Oh, son of a bitch. We'll just see. <laughs> I might have to game the system here, guys. Well, I'm in striking distance. You are. So uh-huh. I can maybe put down this monster, this vampire that is Chris Cabin. <laughs> totally, dude. Get a stake through the heart so I don't have to watch John Candy eat hot dogs or whatever's going on in that movie. <laughs> Come at me, Grandpa. Who's no Dan Aykroyd's eating Dan hot dogs? Dan Aykroyd's yeah, Aykroyd Aykroyd eating hot yes. dogs with a little literal penis on his face. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh man, oh man. But uh yeah, all the Patreon content for August is still happening. We are gonna have uh, a once in a lifetime popping off, Steve. What are we dropping then? Oh god, in August we're gonna be doing the wrong roommate, a David DeCocktail. Uh, classic is the only way to call uh, it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, that movie. Eric Roberts is in it briefly. Vivica Fox is in it even briefer, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> I would say Eric Roberts is inexplicably in it, <laughs> yep. and I don't yep. think I've ever said that about him before. Yep. Yeah, it makes more sense that Eric Roberts landed in a talking cat than he does in The Wrong Roommate. <laughs> uh, a talking cat also directed by David DeCato, of course. Uh, so, yeah, all of that's going to be going on. Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Uh, and, Steve, do you recall what is the first up uh, uh, live episode out the gate for August as we go on vacation here? You better get your uh, get your prison shoes on. We're, it's the escape plan live from Boston. Oh, oh <laughs> shit, man. Arnold and Sly in the same movie. Wow. And a lot of impressions on both sides. That was a fun that one. That was a real fun show. We had a laugh, Boston. And it, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for everyone who came out to these shows. And be sure oh, yeah. to see uh, us on the road again this fall. There'll be dates coming up. And yes, even, that is right. even more importantly, in three da- short days uh, on Friday, uh, the, July 29th, we will be doing a live virtual episode on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go to whmpodcast.com for more information. That's right. So that is going to do it for season 12 of We Hate Movies. We're going to enjoy our time off here. Enjoy the live stuff. Enjoy all the Patreon content for August, and we will see you back better than ever with brand new episodes. Season 13, Lucky 13 of We Hate Movies what, what starts could go this wrong? September. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? We're already living through the worst of it, I think, so I don't know. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but until September, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cavan. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>